0: And uh, welcome everyone to the uh, August 15th uh, Board of Directors meeting for the American Council of the Blind. We have a pretty full agenda this evening and um some interesting topics i think we'll go through this all as quickly as we possibly can but we want to make sure that we take care of everything we're doing we are streaming this evening on acb media 6 and also cindy is uh streaming us in clubhouse so if you prefer to listen to us there that's fine we are not taking um audience feedback from any location so um, I'm we've had lots actually about many of the topics on here and I'm sure we'll have some more but it's not going to be during this meeting because it we're already at, at a little after 8 p.m. Eastern and I haven't had dinner out here in the West, so we're not going all night. So, um, so welcome, my, everyone. My thank just you for came, coming. so I'm
1: eating it while we're meeting. <laughs>
0: hey, that's not fair. <laughs> all right. So um, so thank you all for coming, as I said, and uh, we will begin. So let's uh, start with our um, roll call with uh, Denise Colley, our secretary. Okay. Deb Cook, Lewis. Present. David Trot
2: here. Ray Campbell here.
3: I'm here. Michael Garrett here. Kim Charlson
1: here.
4: Chris oh,
3: Bell. In.
0: Chris was here.
5: Chris,
0: Chris are you was here? here. Chris. He's muted. He's muted. Chris, you're muted. All right. We do know Chris is here.
3: Donna Brown? Here. Gabriel Lopez Cafati? Here. Cecily Laney Niffer? Here. Terry Pacheco? Here. Doug Powell? Here. Rachel Schroeder? Here. Kenneth Simeon? Here. Connie Sims? Here. Jeff Tom?
0: Jeff's here. He, here. he may have discovered the mute button on his phone.
6: Yeah, he did. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> representing DOP, Penny Reader? Here. Staff Dan Spoon? Here. Nancy Becker? Here. Clark Rackfall? Here. here. Swatha Kumar Here. Are there any other staff?
7: Rick Moran's here streaming.
0: Yeah, Rick
3: Thank is
7: you, Rick.
0: streaming for us. Mm-hmm. All right. That should be it for staff.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: All right. Are there any other guests? Denise, it's Janet Dickelman, and I'm here as a guest. As a, Janet.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and as a whatever.
0: Janet's a whatever. We love
3: you, Janet. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of the role.
0: All right. Thank you so very much. All right. The uh, next item on the agenda is, in fact, a re- review and approval of the agenda. So from the point we're at now, um, we ha- we will next have the um, review and approval of the June 30th, 2023 Schaumburg, Illinois pre-convention board meeting uh, minutes from Secretary Denise Colley. Uh, then we will have the uh, mission moment with myself and Dan. Spoon, uh, celebrating all who contributed to the success of the 2023 ACB Conference and Convention in Schaumburg, Illinois, and this includes our staff, the convention, um, steering and program uh, uh, committees and coordination committee, our fabulous volunteers, both members and from the community, and our Illinois host committee, and so many, many more, and I think it felt so much like we were finally back together again. So that was great. Um, the president's report will be next, and there are just a few items under there, the fall board meeting dates uh, we will discuss, and the update on the committee chairs and assignments. I'll give you a brief update there. And then we will have a board discussion um, regarding a request from a number of members that we not hold a convention in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, due to political considerations. Um, we will be ta- having a discussion on this. I will be providing a bit of background. Uh, that is part of why Janet is also here this evening. Um, following that background, um, we will call for a motion uh, because we can't really have a board discussion without a motion and so we'll have one and then um, basically have board discussion and then we will be taking an individual vote on this item when that discussion is completed. Uh, then, um, we need to adopt a board resolution to change the signatures on all ACB and ACBES bank accounts, uh, that end in, uh, 9070. And so there's a list of those. And, um, this is because we need to remove Eric Bridges and David Trott, and, uh, we need to add uh, Michael Garrett and Dan Spoon, uh, to these accounts. Um, and these will be in addition to Nancy Becker, who was and is and always will be, I guess, on these accounts. But she does, she does represent past and, and present. So, uh, that's, those are changes that we are required to make by the bank. Um, then uh, Dan Spoon will give us an executive director report and um, as part of his report we will um, review and potentially approve the ACVREP letter pertaining to resolution 2316 um, and then he will provide other updates uh then we have um with clark we have the review and approval of the 2023 resolution priorities and assignments and uh, this will be with me jeff tom clark rockfall and swatha nanda kumar uh gabriel griffith was also part of this process as our chair of resolutions but because there's not really something that he needs to do as part of this um he um has elected not to Come live into the meeting, but he'll be he'll be listening to us. And should we need him, I'm sure we can bring him in, but we shouldn't. Then we need to elect the budget committee, um, and that will be the budget committee for this year. And then um, we need to um, elect the chair of the public relations committee, and um, we'll talk about that and then finally we will need to elect the executive committee and because we elect uh, members from officers and members from the board we will be um stopping the stream just because of the uh conveni- the fact that we're going to be uh using two locations we can't stream all that so we'll stop the stream at that point um and the uh directors will stay here in this location the um uh uh, officers will go to the location that I emailed you, um, and we will um, meet there briefly to determine the two uh, directors and two officers for the uh, executive uh, committee. And we'll come back and report those, and that will conclude the meeting. So are there, uh, is there a motion to approve the agenda, and then we'll take any um this is, additions or corrections. This is
3: Donna. I would move to approve the
0: packed agenda. <laughs> yeah,
8: okay. Okay. Oh.
0: and who's seconding it?
8: Uh, I, I did, I think. Doug okay. Powell. Doug, yeah.
0: Doug Powell will be seconding it. Thank you. All right. Are there any uh changes, additions, corrections? You want to delete anything?
1: <laughs> Madam President. Yes, sir. Um Earlier today, we received the letter uh, from Vision Service That's going is, is, to be Dan part of Dan's that? report.
0: Yes, okay. he is. Yes, sir, he
1: is. Yes. Okay.
0: He is. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that uh, I we didn't list that as a as a separate uh, item on here because actually it came up after. But yes, he will he will talk about that, and we'll be happy to entertain a motion on that, should you wish, as part of his report. Yes. All right, any other changes or uh, corrections to the uh, minutes, or I'm sorry, agenda? Hearing none,
9: all in uh, favor? Oh, yes. Hi, this is Terry. Um, On the very last issue, the uh, election of the uh, executive committee. Mm -hmm. How do we call that an election when the board is not electing the person? They, yes, the direct the, the officers no. are having the, the the officers are appointing those two people.
0: No, the no the officers will elect their two people, and the directors will elect their two people.
9: Thank you. That's what I was wondering. Thank you.
0: No, it's exactly uh, the way we did it last year.
9: I, I thought so. Just Yeah, it's okay.
10: Yeah. Oh. Oops, Can we Chris? get a report on the uh, search for executive director?
0: Um, not yet, but yes'll we'll, we, I can cover that in my report
11: okay, thanks
0: yeah, because we 're not searching yet Oh, but we but, we'll, okay. it, but, but we'll tell oh no, but we'll tell you about that sure absolutely we'll have that if I forget to comment on that, please ask, and that would be a good time mm-hmm. okay any any other additions or corrections to the agenda? all in favor of accepting the agenda as uh, proposed, uh, please say aye.
10: Aye. 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 Aye.
0: And any opposed? Thank you. All right. We're moving right along. We always get through this part pretty fast. All right. Uh, The next we have the review and approval of the minutes from the June 30th, 2023 Schaumburg, Illinois pre-convention board meeting. Denise Colley. All
3: right. The draft minutes were sent out for your review and approval. Are there any corrections or additions to the minutes?
8: I move acceptance of the minutes this is Doug
3: I'll second I heard a mail first
8: Doug it was David.
10: Oh. that was David David, David. Okay, David. oh David. David I got David you seconded.
0: okay all right thank you all right it's been moved and seconded that we adopt the minutes as proposed are there any additions or corrections hearing none all in favor of adopting the minutes please say aye aye
1: aye, aye. 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 and aye. opposed
0: aye. please <laughs> say aye and you all know what happens if you are opposed. You, you've got to do them. <laughs> You're going to start doing them, right. Exactly. Oh,
3: somebody get opposed, please. <laughs> yeah, 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 right,
0: right, right. I yeah. Somebody's got to vote no here.
3: Right.
0: All right. Our next item is our uh, mission moment. And... And I just want to comment, um, this is about the convention and all of the major effort that went into making our Schomburg, Illinois uh, convention, our 62nd annual conference and convention, the terrific success that it was. I believe we had about 1,200 people registered, and it was fairly even between the uh, hybrid and the uh, virtual. Um, and... Uh, We, I think it was just a fabulous convention. Uh, our thanks to uh, Rick Moran for the, Um, podcasts for the general sessions and banquet already being released. And we know that there are others forthcoming and we're looking forward to that. So I just, I, I think the host committee, the volunteers, the various convention committees, all of the people who put together presentations. um, And I just, I just thought it was so great to, um, it it felt so, it it was a wonderful convention in Nebraska, but you know, we felt stressed because we were all worried about being sick or worried about something all the, it felt like all the time and um i think we've kind of moved past that not that people didn't come back with colds or whatever they came back with that's part of going to convention but i just i just really want to commend janet and the and everyone who had anything to do with this dan do you have any things to add to this
2: uh well
12: thank you uh, deb i again i thought it was really a, an excellent convention uh i think We continue to, I think, do our really good lessons learned after Mm -hmm. the convention with all of our different teams as well as the convention survey and i'll put a little plug in there you've got a few more days so please finish the convention survey it really does add value i think uh, i want to give a shout out to our staff that i Mm -hmm. thought just did a fabulous job we tried something new with our uh, audio visual this year where we actually had a team of our own contractors come in and participate and uh you know Rick and and the team did did just an absolutely fabulous job and i think the, we heard over and over again the quality of the sound the co- quality of the video in both the the ballroom and the breakout sessions uh mm-hmm. uh cecily did an amazing job scheduling mm-hmm. everybody we had so many volunteers also with the staff this year we tried to really be pretty intentional about jobs that everybody had to do throughout the convention obviously nancy and her minneapolis team uh, with caitlyn's help do they did an amazing job of of through the registration process as well as with janet and all her volunteers uh the committee you know the convention committee just does an amazing job tours were were fabulous. Everybody Mm -hmm. seemed to really uh, enjoy themselves. And um, you know, I think it was good. We we had um, you know dedicated staff in all the hybrid rooms to mm-hmm. help uh, to help facilitate any issues or concerns that came up. We had a good communications process in place, so it really felt like you know we're not we haven't got it perfect yet, but we're getting better, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll continue to to improve. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. congratulations to the board and everybody. Just a really really great job.
0: Yeah, I just also want to commend and thank the people who helped in uh, general session Connie and uh, Michael Talley and and of course Lynn and others who helped in there and it was just so great to have our agenda rolling along and every time I turned around there was a new little set of people behind me ready to do something and you didn't have to like look around for them and I just want to commend the other group I really want to commend were all of our delegates and alternates for the um, for voting and y- you guys were also Stellar. Whether you were voting in the room or whether you were voting on Zoom, and some of you kind of had to switch back and forth, and this and that and the other, but I just um, thought everything that way ran super, super smoothly. So, um, so uh, thank you, all. Are there any comments from the board before we move on yeah, with this? Deb,
10: this is Chris Bell. Chris. I, I just, uh, I just think in a mission moment, it would be good to reflect on the passing of Oral Miller who was our former Mm -hmm. president and executive and uh, Mm -hmm. director and national representative. Mm -hmm. He was, Mm -hmm. uh, he did an incredible amount of uh, accomplishments for ACB and for our affiliates. And I think we owe him a a Mm -hmm. great debt and I hope he, Mm -hmm. rests in peace. Yes, mm-hmm. he
0: didn't have the last couple of good years, so I'm really glad for that, and um, we will be uh, uh, featuring um, some great material on Oral Miller in the, the very next uh, upcoming Braille Forum, as soon as the Braille Forums catch up with us, because they're always a little behind us, but it, mm-hmm. it's um, coming up very soon and already planned, and I think that will be nice as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Madam Chair? Ray. Yes, Um well said, uh, Chris. But um, uh, back to convention. Mm-hmm. I, I just again would like to congratulate and thank the Illinois host committee yes. for all yes, the yes, 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 the work they did. Um, it was uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of conference calls. Again, I think Andrea knows everybody, <laughs> and, geez, <laughs> and we just had um, it was really it was really mm-hmm. fun experience to be a part of it. Like I said, it was uh, like I said it, at the convention. It was my goal that they get to see this all the way through this time, and they did, and it was really, Mm -hmm. really a fantastic experience for all of them. And uh, many of the, several of them, by the way, uh, were uh, first-timers at the convention, had never been to convention before, and jumped in, and with no hesitation, (laughs) I mean, found all kinds of things to do. And I I also want to say... There were several people that weren't on our host committee but other illinois people that Mm -hmm. really sprang jumped in and did various things like information desk helping and stuff like that so Mm it was great to see that and uh um Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully it's not another 29 years before we have another one in (laughs) illinois (laughs) excellent Mm -hmm. Excellent. madam
13: president
0: um who's that yes michael michael
13: michael Yeah, I I I know we 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 talk about our staff and we give them we give them their 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 just due, but mm-hmm. I just can't I, I don't mm-hmm. think we can give them enough of their accolades both both the the, mm-hmm. the uh, Virginia office and the Minnesota office. Mm-hmm. They go above and beyond and they do mm-hmm. a great job and they're always so cheery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: It's the drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just totally agree with you, Michael.
14: Right. I really appreciate all they do for us.
0: Just a moment. Yeah, Kenneth, go ahead.
14: Go ahead. ahead, ahead. Michael and I spoke at the same time earlier. That's all uh, right. Yeah, you're in so now. I, I just want to say thanks to ACB Media for having mm-hmm. uh, such a great improvement from last year and everything sounded so good on the stage. Mm-hmm. It was so great. I just want to thank them especially.
0: All right. And I want to thank as we're talking about that, the streamers and hosts, because mm-hmm. we could not have the virtual part of this, whether you're talking about the virtual days or the hybrid part the virtual side of the hybrid part without those people working absolutely tirelessly um, from the home bases to make those happen. And um, also to Kayla, who, along with Cecily, managed all of the that activity out there. And uh, we couldn't do this without them.
9: And uh, Madam President, Terry, I would like to I think we should also Marjorie Beeman is just mm-hmm. amazing, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the work that took place over at the airport was just phenomenal. I know the morning we were leaving, as it turned out, there was a vol- there was someone. I think she was a volunteer at the hotel who was helping people get into their various vehicles to get mm-hmm. back to the airport. And she would then call her sister, who happened to work for one of the airlines, and let them know the Hunsingers are on their way or the Pachicos are on their way. Oh, that's nice. The the airport was ready for us when we got there. Mm
3: -hmm. And Marjorie
9: has a lot to do with that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's there's no one who has done more volunteering for a Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think we all owe her a, a, a lifetime of gratitude.
15: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
15: Yeah. Dad, yeah. This is Penny. Can I say something?
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
15: Thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, about oral, um, the Braille Forum, which is going to contain all of your remembrances and tributes to oral, is the November Braille Forum. Ah, thank and you. Yeah. And if you haven't already uh, expressed yourself on one of our lists, if you just send a message to Sharon, I'm sure she will add what you have to say. So, and Sharon is easy to reach slevering at acb.org Thank mm-hmm. you, Thank Penny.
8: You. What's Penny? What's the deadline?
15: It would be um, the twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, the twenty. It'll be soon. So twenty okay. fifth. Um, yeah.
8: Thank mm-hmm. you.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Any other quick is comments? They, if, yes. A quick question is the. You no, know, I, I don't. I never remember this offhand. Is the
5: November. Uh, uh, the, the, forum, ex- did, did. excuse me it's janet the deadline for november is september 25th yes
12: that, that's yeah. correct yeah and yeah. it, it, it is a total
9: braille yeah. form yeah mm-hmm. and that's what i was going to say it would yeah. be absolutely appropriate for being for yes. it be in the braille it, not it the will braille. be it will be <laughs> okay thanks More copy.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no good catch no no that's all good all right janet anything you'd like to say oh yes who's that Denise. oh denise go
9: ahead yeah.
3: Um, I, I want to agree that I think that the, um, the delegates and alternates did a fantastic job this year. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say I had some real concerns towards as we were getting close to convention. We had a lot of new people who were mm-hmm. delegates and alternates, and a lot of them didn't really know the drill. I don't know mm-hmm. if their presidents didn't get a chance to communicate with them or what. But I would just like to commit whether it is me that does it, if that's appropriate, or someone else that I did send out, a, you know, sort of a cheat sheet of here's what you need to do. But I think it would have been really helpful if we had had a conference or some kind of a community. Absolutely. I have that on the list.
0: Yeah. 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 We're going to have a call and they're going to practice Thank you. Mm-hmm. That
3: would yeah. that would just make me feel better.
0: Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. Because elect... I worry for them. Yeah, 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 and and talk about how you know whether you're um, a virtual delegate or an in person delegate and all that. It'll be good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But keep us remembering that. But we have it on the list. Okay. Anything and, else?
5: And yes, you asked if I had anything I'd like yes. to say, yeah. and I I do. I I can't thank everyone enough. For their support. And I think, you know, everything that's been mentioned is correct. And I, I could go on and on, and I'm not going to, but I just have to say a thank you to everyone who makes this convention so wonderful. And it really is, a, takes a village. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. And All thank right. you, Convention Committee. Yes.
8: Um, and the mayor of that village is Janet Dickelman. Thank you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go. I like that. I like that a lot. I like Mission that. Mayor. Hmm. Right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know whether it has more clout than the coordinator or not, though, because I, I look at the mayors and yep. I look at the city managers. Yep. and I, Yeah. And I, I kind of like the- coordinator. I think maybe you should keep it. Yeah. <laughs> keep your day job. All right. All right. Thank you everyone. Let's move along then. I know there's so much more we could say. We'll we'll visit this again a little bit in October because we'll have this survey results and we'll we'll talk about that, at least give some overview of that as well. So, um so we'll have a little more conference and convention discussion then. All right. The fall board meeting dates are September 29 and 30 in Jacksonville, Florida. And we have not uh, gotten the program fully put together yet for the 29th, but there will be some. So um, please plan on the two days. If you are coming to the convention, if you, you need to definitely let Janet know um, for the hotel, and are there still any people that we need to hear from, nope, Janet? No, I've, re-
5: I've heard from everybody Have, now. Have you got so them all I, now? I've okay. got them all now. So Okay. I, and they've all got their, you know, I've made all their reservations. And okay. um, I'll be sending out details about, you know, getting to and from the hotel and some hotel okay. details to okay. those of you who are coming in person as we get okay. a little closer. Okay.
8: Right. Yeah, and so, Jen, f- yes. This is Doug. Uh, okay. So it's two full days, the Friday and Saturday are full days.
0: Yes, right now we're planning on two full days. So most people are coming in Thursday night. Um, so, um, we just, we have a couple of possibilities of things to do on Friday and we have not quite settled that down and we need to do that really soon. But gee, there's been so much to do, (laughs) but we will. Um, so, um, yes, we're looking to have, we're looking to have two full days. Um, so thank you for that, and if there are any other concerns or issues, you all can work with us on those later. All right. Um, I just wanted to give a really quick update on uh, sort of committee chairs and committee assignments and things because a lot of people have been asking me about this. Um, because this is my first year as president, I have not actually um, at this point put out a wholesale invite or ask regarding committees like Dan has done some of the years. And the reason is that I'm still uh, sorting through a little bit um who's on and not on committees are our, our lists are not entirely up to date and there are also some people asking to have changes and so um, uh, from all directions changes of themselves changes of others and and so um, if you are on a committee or you are chairing one uh, if you haven't talked to me you still are um, and I am just about through so that's good meanwhile and A number of people have contacted me um, regarding their interest to serve on uh, committees. And um, if you have, and if I have not gotten back to you yet, the chances are very, very excellent that I have your request. And the chances are also reasonably good that it may be fulfilled in the way you wish. but um i do need a little bit more time on that i'm just now beginning to to put some of those together but we are kind of cleaning up the list i've had a number of people talk to me about the uh, status of their lists on online as to who are um who are on their committee whether it's accurate online and believe me it's actually more up to date on my spreadsheet than it is online we will catch that all up but we i think it's easier to do that all at once so that probably will not happen until around the time of the board meeting in uh, end of September. But as far as functionality is concerned, um, everything is moving forward. So if you have not uh, said that you would like to uh come on to a committee, particularly if you're not on a bunch of them already and you want to let me know that now. I'm not sure how many additions we'll be able to make, but I'm certainly uh, collecting information that people send. And then when we get down to finishing this, I will be doing some ask, but that ask will probably be related to specific committees that are looking for something in particular. Um, by next summer we are actually going to have a committee application process and this will make it a lot easier for people to actually let us know their interests and their availability by checking off a few boxes and uh, yes of course we will have assistance for those who might need assistance with the form we'll set up a committee for that and um we'll be good now seriously we we will help people but it i think it will make it a little easier because um, that's been a, a, a frustration at times. One of the things that many of our committees are doing, um, and uh, many of you on the board have heard about this as I've been around to some of the committees you're on, um, is that many of our committees will be having periodic open meeting to invite people to come and learn what the committee does, kind of an open house, but to also be a real meeting and um many of our committees have actually committed to that already and i think others will this is a voluntary process so that's it, not um you might get extra bounty points if you do it but you won't get any penalty if you don't so it's it's a win win i think for everyone and we have a lot of committees that are really excited about trying it out so um that is something that is uh, all of those who are listening to us on acb media and clubhouse and all can Look forward to announcements about that from various committees and please take advantage of those if you're interested in uh, Learning what a committee does and seeing if you would like to be part of it at some point. This is a great way to um, um, Learn about this. It's kind of how I'm learning. I just going around from meeting to meeting and uh, so you can too. And uh, so um, I'm really excited about that. and I really thank the committees who have committed to carrying that forward. Are there any questions uh, regarding the committee's process okay now then we will move on so the next item on our agenda is going to take a little bit of time and uh, forbearance and uh, um, this is our board discussion of requests from members uh, that we not hold the convention in Jacksonville, Florida, due to various political considerations. Um, I didn't know how else to word that, but it, we, it, this will all come out as we go along. So I want to start with just a tiny bit of background and then, um because if we're going to have a board discussion of this, we will need a motion, so I believe there is one out there that will be offered. It is literally uh, the motion, so it doesn't mean that anything has been decided. There will be discussion. I'm going to... um to keep this as orderly as possible, I'm going to actually have Denise do a roll call related to discussion. You do not have to speak. So if you wish to pass during the discussion, that is completely okay. So if your points have all been covered totally um, or whatever, uh, you know feel free to do that but if you wish to speak we will cover everyone once we have completed that then we will actually do a roll call vote related to the motion that will be on the floor so um, um if, if as you speak if you have amendments for the motion or that sort of thing we'll we'll deal with that as we go as well so by way of a little bit of background um when we uh, came uh, after the convention, um I began to fairly quickly um, receive. Uh, input from a variety of members, uh, regarding concerns with having our 2024 convention in Jacksonville. And actually some concerns expressed to <clears> how <throat> about having our 2025 convention in, in uh, Dallas. But, but mostly the focus was on Jacksonville. And there were concerns expressed, um, by people, um, regarding the political situation in Florida. Some decisions that have been made by the, uh, Governor and Legislature of Florida regarding um, various issues, um, some concerns about um, uh, gender and restroom usage, concerns about abortion, concerns about Um, some things related to, uh, people of color and various things that, that have been kind of going on in not only Florida, but I would point out other states as well. And, um, there was a lot of concern expressed by these individuals that, um, we might be putting our members in harm's way to have our convention in Jacksonville. And, um, and we, might need stronger policies regarding the um, places where we would have future conventions in terms of their uh, policies regarding various issues. Um, There was a great deal of discussion on the conversation list about this. Um, with a lot of opinions expressed on both sides. And I began hearing, uh, people's, um, views from other sides of this as well. Um, so people who felt that, um, that the responsible thing for us programmatically and fiscally was to continue with our convention plan and that, um, that the uh, the state of Florida, our affiliate in Florida, still wanted us to come, and and various other things about that. Oh, and the fact that we had had many conventions in controversial places at controversial times in the past, um, and that we could not necessarily control the environment in any kind of jurisdiction, especially since we make our convention arrangements ahead. So there were a number of things. And what became really apparent to me was that we have, um, as one might expect, um, a great diversity of view and thought in our organization. And I can really assure you that any um, opinion expressed on one side of this issue is equally expressed on the exact opposite side of this issue. So I have heard from a lot of people. Uh, So much so that um, when we actually received a letter on, on this topic addressed to the board, um uh, I, and, of course, in that fashion, I needed to share it with the board. Um, I decided that not so much because of the letter, but because of the topic and because of the intensity of the emotion expressed by members on all sides of the issue, that it would probably be a good idea for the board to have a conversation about this and make a determination, um, um, an official position for ACB, uh, regarding, uh, this matter in this time because, um, there was so much, um, intensity of people's feelings. And one thing you can say about our members on all sides is that they are passionate and believe what they believe with great ferocity, um, and intent. So, um, I, I don't see any of this as necessarily ill meant anywhere, but it is, it is pretty intense right now. So, um, before I open this up for the board's discussion, I want to bring a few pieces of information uh, to you. Um, we're deciding this at the board level, not at the convention steering level or any other level, because the board is your elected body. They are the people who you have elected, who we have elected, to represent us as members. And they represent a great cross-section of our organization. Whether they do it perfectly, you know, is always up for grabs and always up for opinion like everything else. But I think our board is uh, perhaps a- as diverse or more so than it's been in a long time, both in terms of age, of uh, gender, of um, of orientation, of um, uh, uh Ethnicities, um, backgrounds, um, income levels, age, um, p- representing our country and, and our various types of affiliates, um, and, and so it is the body that our members have elected. And basically the board's responsibility is to think in terms of the fiscal ramifications of any, um, question that comes before us, the programmatic ramifications of any question that comes before us, and the philosophical ramifications. There may be other factors, but those were the three I could come up with, and I knew if I tried to come up with more than three, I wouldn't remember them, so I didn't push myself too hard. But I think those three do really rep- represent a lot of it. So, and we, as we look at this fiscally, Uh, During the pandemic, we um, had a situation where we thought we needed to, um, uh, where we believed strongly that we needed to probably uh, forego our convention plans, and we did this for two uh, consecutive years before we um, made an effort to come back in person. And in those years, uh, we had a, a situation that was identified by the country um, as as a health crisis um, and and a pandemic, and whether you personally believed this to be the case or not, the environment was such that if we wanted to negotiate with our hotel contracts, etc., that we would have big leveraging to do that because, regardless of any of our individual beliefs, it was perceived that this was a pandemic and a health crisis so um at, at our board at those times uh voted to um to cancel the convention and negotiate with the hotels regarding our contracts um, our contract with jacksonville uh, for jacksonville is actually a piece of that it's kind of the fallout from our cancellation of the contract with the phoenix Currently, right now, um, there isn't considered to be a national crisis, whether a pandemic or something else. And the situation in some states that have um, adopted policies and laws and whatevers that they've adopted that that feel threatening to people are, have not been identified in the general industry as, as national crisis. I know some of some people in our organization would feel they are and I'm not here to debate that but nevertheless the country hasn't really identified it in that way what and what that means to us is that if we cancel our contract in Jacksonville with less than a year to go on uh, that contract we are going to be penalized the full penalty of that contract and that stands at just an uh, un- Seven thousand dollars So that is a huge amount of money for um, ACB to be paying out. It means that we're paying this out whether we go to Jacksonville or not. And so if we Deb, Can you repeat yeah.
12: that? You broke up yes. right oh, when you were saying the amount. Oh, see, yeah. see, it
0: was too much for my internet. It didn't. <laughs> yeah.
12: <even want> <laughs>
0: yeah $387,000. So. um so that is the amount that we would uh, immediately if we cancel our convention um need to pay to um to the Hyatt and then there's the possibility of other losses due to sponsorship losses and then the general convention revenue, which can be determined as probably another couple hundred thousand dollars. But this one is a for sure. This is a contractual number that we would need to pay. Um, if we were to cancel in Dallas at this point, it would be $250,000. So, so there is that piece. Um, so fiscally, you know, our board has to think about um, what the ramifications of that are and how it would impact our ability to earn income and the messages that it would send out to our donors and others um, and, and our members. And so that's one factor they have to consider in this discussion tonight. The second factor that they have to consider is is one that is programmatic, which is, um, you know, how does this impact our ability to have a major Part of our programming, which includes our in-person convention. And if we, um, begin a pattern of cancellation for something less than the pandemic or some other, um, national crisis, uh, we will probably, and again, this is, this is potentially a bit of conjecture, but, um, it would be reasonable that we would jeopardize our ability to obtain, uh, future contracts because we, you know, cannot I cannot, um, uh, just dissolve them at, at will. So this, this creates a lot of problem for us as well and would potentially, uh, uh, jeopardize our ability to have future conventions at all. It also is that when we're creating a convention situation, we really don't know what the politics in any location will be the few years away that we're looking at. Right now, we're beginning to think about Um, what will our, where will our convention be in 2026 and what will it look like? And we've talked about the fact that it may need to look different than it has looked in the past for a variety of reasons. And so we'll be working on a process about that, but it's still far enough away that we have no idea, um, what the landscape will look like in, in any of the cities that, that we might go to. Uh so that's kind of the whole problematic uh, pro- programmatic thing. Um the philosophical thing then that the board has to I think wrestle with is the issue of um what what is ACB's um message and who who is our messaging to? Who is our primary audience? And our primary audience is people um who are blind and low vision and uh, people who are sort of connected to that and our members, who are blind and low vision, come as as just as I described about our board. Come from every walk of life, every aspect of life, every view in the world, uh, every every um, you know religious possibility, every political possibility, and um, for our organization to to fully operate in this way, um, you know, we have to think about, you know, do how partisan do we need to try to stay in a not very partisan world? Um, and how, how do we do that and and how does that work? What, what is our philosophical approach to be and what is the most effective thing we can do, um, to communicate the messages that we want to, um, To our members and uh, to to the world regarding our members so those are all the kinds of things that the board is overwhelmingly faced with when when they're asked to to consider a decision like this so um, i want to uh open this up for discussion Um, to do so i'm going to need a motion and i believe that some of the officers have been working together to craft a starting place for us um and um i'd like to start President, with that yes
1: we have it i have it right here kim if oh, i do you too. Want me to read? so would you like
4: to go ahead right that's fine i
1: would be happy mm-hmm. to I've, okay. I've actually got Great. my braille display in front of me all I'm right a good, i'm a good boy
16: mm-hmm.
1: um so okay i okay okay members of the board i move that the ACB board of directors having weighed both the concerns expressed by our membership and the fiscal and other implications to ACB reaffirms the decision to move ahead with the 2024 conference and convention in Jacksonville Florida where we will gather to once again Celebrate all people who are blind or have low vision from all backgrounds and walks of life.
4: And I would second that, Madam President.
0: All right. So Ray moves and Kim seconds this motion. Now I will open this for discussion, and I would like to have the um, I would like to have the secretary go around so that we we make sure that everyone who wants an opportunity to comment on, on the motion or any other aspect of this um, has an opportunity to do so. And again, if you don't wish to, that is fine. You may pass, but we want to give everyone that opportunity. So Denise, if you would, Denise, you might be muted.
2: Sorry. David, John? Yes, I do. First first and foremost, we're an organization who survives and thrives on our advocacy. And if this was an advocacy situation where, uh, you know, some of our experts or even some of our members came to us with something we could advocate for, I would be totally for it. Uh, Having looked at the financial ramifications, if you look at Florida and Texas, if we pulled out today, being an old treasure, you know, I got to bring this up. This would be approximately about twelve percent of our net worth if we cancel both of them, and that would be fiscal and fiscally ir- irresponsible to me as an officer of this organization. I certainly sympathize, um, and and I certainly have talked to uh, you know people in Florida. I've talked to the members of BPI uh, who should be the ones you know that really have a strong feeling one way or the other of this and you know i'm getting positive feedback that they want us in florida and they want us to move forward do they want us to you know i don't think nobody wants us to ignore the situation in florida i think that it'd be something that'd be great if florida and bpi took the lead on but i i really think that it would be really detrimental to the organization as a whole when you look at possible sponsorships and uh, future monies that we'd bring in and even the ability to, to have future conventions, I I just don't see how we could not support the motion that we have before. us. Ray Campbell. Thank you, uh, Madam
1: Secretary. Um, I would strongly urge you to vote uh, for this motion. Uh, I'd like to make um, maybe three or four quick, three or four points I'll do them as quickly as I can uh first of all um I I want to thank the members on all sides who express their views that's what this organization is all about it's a membership driven organization um but um first I'd like to say that um $387,000 for this year, $250,000 for next year, possibly. And we're just talking about Jacksonville this year. So I'll just stay with the $387,000. That is more than 15% of our budget of roughly around $2 million. Uh, That is couple that potential loss with. The cost that would be incurred to have a convention in another location or virtually, and yes, there are costs for virtual conventions. I don't think we can uh, sustain that. And I, I these these issues, I, I feel feel sick bringing money into it. But we are the fiscally responsible uh, for the organization. The second point I'd like to make is that um, I, it would be. I would feel so terrible, and I think many of us would for our Florida Council of the Blind uh, brothers and sisters to not have the opportunity to host us in Florida. Um, The third point I'd like to make is that um, Jacksonville is a welcoming city uh, from the information that we have received. Uh, They and I believe other cities have Put in place uh, local ordinances and such to, uh, I guess the best word I can say is counteract some counter some of the stuff that has been going on, and uh, all of that. And the last point I would make is that um, I think I think it gets I, I get I won't say dangerous I get real concerned when. We think about ACB going into these kinds of uh, decisions. Should we care about diversity, equity, inclusion? Absolutely. Should we care about all of our members? Absolutely. But we are an organization of people who are blind or visually impaired from all backgrounds and all walks of life. And we support each other and we advocate for each other, regardless of who we are. And that's who we are and that's who we need to be going down these kinds of into these kinds of uh, situations. Where does it end? Some of us that are a little more conservative, for example, don't like some of the things happening in California or in a state that you all just met in a pretty, you know, viewed as a pretty progressive state, Illinois. Illinois. So, do we get to have, would we get to have a say if we were not, we were to make this decision to not meet in Jacksonville? And if not, how fair would that be? So, I think we really need to focus on gathering. I think we make a better statement gathering in Jacksonville and celebrating and honoring people who are blind or visually impaired from all backgrounds and walks of life. And I think that, uh, we, we, and we, we would be saying by doing so, despite the other things that are happening, that we're here and we're going to celebrate all of our members and their value. And if we find out that there is something going on in Florida that's directly hurting blind people, whether it's in education or some other thing, we can advocate on something like that. But I believe and very strongly that we need to move forward with the convention in Jacksonville and celebrate and honor people who are blind or visually impaired. Thank you.
3: Michael Garrett.
13: What, you skipped yourself?
3: I'll speak last.
13: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, I'd like to speak. Um, when I look at uh, when I look at the, the city pairs, uh, I see Jacksonville as being in, in a state like Florida, being similar to the city that, that I live in, Houston. Uh, in, in they're sort of viewed as the same type of types of cities, and in, in, but in both cities you find uh, that they're very diverse. And that there are some very positive things going on in those cities that that reach out and cover the whole population. And 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 so I believe that, uh, and it ties into my second point, that uh, as as Ray talked about, you know, we are the American Council of the Blind. We focus on blindness issues. We 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 embrace people who are blind or visually impaired. And that has to be, in my mind, our focus. When we lose our focus, then we lose our identity. Yes, we do care about the issues that impact people of all walks of life. We do care about that. But the thing that binds us all together is our blindness. We can't lose focus of that. If We, we, we can't afford to lose focus on that. And that leads into my third point. And as David and Ray have pointed out, we can't afford not to go from a fiscal standpoint. It would be highly fiscally irresponsible for us, to pull out of a contractual agreement to, to, to miss out on holding the convention in Jacksonville. And finally, it comes down to a, a decision that each of us has to make. It's a choice. You can choose not to go, or you can choose to attend. I choose to attend because I want to work on the issues that confront us that are related to blindness, Plus it gives me a chance to hang out with all of you people that I don't get to see on a regular basis. We don't see each other, but once a year or once every other year or periodically in other cases, I enjoy the camaraderie, the friendships and the relationships. So I'm voting for the motion.
3: Kim Charlson.
4: Thank you, Denise. Um, I'll be brief because um, the people who have spoken already have said some really eloquent things, but I the two the two points I really want to emphasize are what ACB is all about. And that is about making the world a better place for people who are blind or have low vision. It's it's working on issues that unite all of us and the point Michael made about us keeping focused on who we are and what our objectives are. We all absolutely have viewpoints about the situation in Florida. And because we're part of ACB, we have that diversity to express those opinions. But our number one objective needs to continue to be what's best for ACB as an organization and for our members, wherever they are and whatever backgrounds or perspectives they come from. We need to be strong in ACB. My second point is that we as a board were elected to make sometimes some really challenging, difficult decisions. I don't feel that this one is because a phrase that is often used about boards is that we have a fiduciary responsibility to the American Council of the Blind. And we must make decisions that are not going to place our organization in a threatened or harmed situation because we're the stewards of the future of ACB as well. And we have to take that fiduciary responsibility seriously. And we can't afford to pay a penalty that's going to cost nearly $400,000, and what did we get for that? Not much of anything. When we can meet in Jacksonville, we can gather, we can advocate, we can continue to be strong, and we can make our perspectives and our points of view known throughout the country. I think that's ever so much more important for ACB. Thanks. Chris
10: Bell. Uh, thank you, Denise. Uh, the only thing I would add is, uh, I think when we talk about health and safety being a reason to cancel a convention, um, it it should be, you know, a, a more general concern. So I could see uh, canceling a convention in a city if the water became contaminated. Uh, if there was a, a hurricane forecast, if there was a wildfire uh, in the region, um, you know those would be things that you know <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to a city with those kinds of issues, and those would be general health and safety concerns. i don 't think it has to be a national uh, pandemic, um, but i I think that uh, it needs to be far uh, more general for all of our members um before we would take an action of this severity. And otherwise I I join the other comments. Thank you.
3: Donna Brown. Yeah, thank you, Denise. And I don't really think I have anything new to add except that uh, you know being on the resource development committee and into fundraising stuff, the, the financial aspect of it it really is a, a consideration. But I also like what Michael said. Um you know we all have a choice of whether we choose to go to Jacksonville or not to go to Jacksonville, Uh, no matter where we go, when we go, there's going to be political uh, issues that some of us don't agree with. But so that's just part of life. and, And I just will, when it comes time, we'll vote to go to Jacksonville. Thank you. Gabriel Lopez Capati.
7: Mm. can i go back to honduras <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: unless we can go with you
7: <laughs> okay so a lot to say uh i'll try to be very very brief and concise um uh, first of all i do want to address before i uh you know put my vote out i do want to address the uh uh, perception that ACB is a blind and low vision organization. 100% agree. However, we our members are not robots who are just blind or visually impaired. Our members are a conglomeration of different aspects, whether it be race, ethnicity, gender identity, gender uh, sexual orientation, and so on. So um, that, um, that perception kind of uh, bothers me a little bit. Because we do have to consider a human perspective when we come to the table and when we talk about our members who have elected us to represent them and they have elected us, not only because we're blind or visually impaired. That is a given. We're in, the, we're sitting on this board because we are blind or visually impaired. They have elected us because we have a diverse background that they can identify with. So I would, um, you know, just, just call to a little bit of reflection on that aspect. Um, the aspect of the political landscape of any city is obviously very, very unpredictable, especially in these time and day that we live in here in the U.S. Uh, our nation is very polarized and we cannot anticipate what's going to happen in a specific state or city uh, at a given time. And uh, we cannot plan conventions from one day to the other. So that is a, a, another fact. The um, aspect of the um uh, uh nature of the things that are going on here in florida. I live in Florida. I am a proud member not only of BPI but also um FCB. So uh I I am in a very interesting position. The the magnitude of the things that are happening here in Florida is just a uh, very very scary slippery slope. It affects women it affects people from the LGBTQ plus community it affects uh people with disabilities, it affects African Americans. So the list goes on. So um, I would definitely like to make sure that we don't lose track that uh, it it is, it is a very, very um, difficult situation. Um, Jacksonville, uh, as has been said, and as you know, my due diligence that I shared with my BPI, family members and, and friends has been Uh, very positive because we have a very uh, progressive city, very welcoming, safe environment. And um, Jacksonville does not deserve to be punished for the things that are coming out of Tallahassee or the governor's mansion. So I am in complete support that we um, actually, um, I think the General consensus from the, uh, from the majority of members in uh, Blind Pride International is that we can make more of a statement by being in Jacksonville than by not being there. Um, obviously we have consulted, uh, this past Sunday we had a town hall meeting where we had, um, uh, Representative Anna Escamani, who has been a friend of the Florida Council of the Blind and a friend of um, myself and Anthony, and we have consulted with her. She was there at our town hall. And uh, we um our, our main uh, consideration is to actually uh, try to maximize the safety of those members who are the most vulnerable in BPI. And uh, in this case, we're talking about transgender uh, people who are members of the American Council of the Blind. We've had a very positive response from our allies and people are willing to compromise in terms of, um, forming uh, groups to go to, you know, go to someone who doesn't feel comfortable going to the, to a restroom. We have informed ourselves as far as the legislation. And, um, we think that one of the things that ACB can do to ensure or to uh, try to make uh, the most number of people in our organization felt safe and welcome is to have those conversations with uh, at least the uh, venues where we know that ACB is going to be having an official event, like, for example, tours, the hotel itself, the airport, that they are going to uphold the actual ordinance of the city, protecting people who are transgender and people who are um, LGBTQ and um uh, that is something that we would like to see happen. And then, uh, on the other hand, the um I, I know there was a resolution that was worked on by uh, our one of our founding members, Rob Hill, uh, talking about having ACB having agreeing to have um, uh, big events like a convention, large gatherings in places and cities that have ordinances pr- with protections. For different minorities in this case, obviously we're talking about LGBTQ plus um, Jacksonville, I have confirmed it, they do have an ordinance protecting people uh, from different minorities and um, the um, the the last two things that I want to say are um, obviously BPI is going to have a presence and BPI is going to actually have a uh, some sort of uh expression, whether it be a uh, rally, whether it be um, a press release or a combination, we don't know yet, but definitely um calling to action and calling to awareness of what is happening in the state and how many people are being affected um this can this can can this is not a just a Florida issue this can happen in any state, so I definitely caution people. Uh, from saying we do not want to go to Florida because uh, this and this is happening, because this and this could happen tomorrow in your own state. Uh, We cannot uh, define where we have our conventions due to political considerations. So that is something that we need to keep in mind. And finally, and I think um, foremost as part of this board, I was elected to be a steward of the well-being Uh, And that is obviously financial and uh, membership well-being of this organization. To me, uh, I did not know the specific figure, but just knowing the uh, hotel industry the way I know it, it was never an option. It was never even an option to cancel Jacksonville because I knew it was going to be astronomically detrimental for the finances of ACB. So my vote is going to be yes.
3: Cecily Lenny Nipper. There is not much I can add to what has been said other than to say for the fiduciary, I agree that we must safeguard the organization. I will say too that people should make the decision that they feel is safe for them, whether they attend or not. That would be the case in any city with any considerations that a person might have. And I will be voting for the motion.
9: Thank you, Harry Pacheco. Thank you. I have a couple of things I'd like to point out. First of all, I think you're absolutely. Everyone has been absolutely right. We do have the fiduciary responsibility, and it would be irresponsible to hand over three hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars. And the same thing with uh, situation with Dallas. What I do think is that what we should be doing is I know that you put out yesterday, I think it was the uh, discrimination clause that was in the Schoenberg contract. I think that we need to see to know and see whether or not there is such a clause in the, uh, in the Hyatt contracts. And the other thing is as far as Safety is concerned, of course, we all want everyone to be safe. Um, The thing that we need to think about is, and I don't mean this to sound like a pass it over, but nobody has even mentioned this yet. We we are doing a hybrid convention. We are welcoming people to come virtually and take as active a role as they choose to take just as anyone who comes in person does. And so if someone does feel unsafe for any reason, whether it's because of the political situation in Florida or Texas, or it's because they don't like the fact that we don't have APS's at the corner of the street or whatever it is that makes anyone feel unsafe. If it's, I mean, we had an awful lot of people at this year's convention who ended up with uh, influenza A? Um, perhaps you know if you if you're not feeling well, then it needs to be the member's responsibility. Perhaps to attend virtually, and the and the virtual part of this convention, as they said with the registrations, is an equal part of the in person. And so, I'm not saying that that's an excuse to get around it but it certainly should be an option that anyone who does feel unsafe or uncomfortable with being there for any reason should be able to participate just as fully in the in the convention virtually as they will in person yes you miss the the camaraderie to some de- to a major degree but it's still important that the that the work of ACB moves forward, and it can move forward from a virtual or an in-person perspective. Thank you. Dr. Powell? I have
8: the, uh, I noticed that the letter uh, talked about the safety considerations for members, and uh, I'm glad that this has been raised, and having raised it, I know that in the past, This body, the American Council of the Blind, has uh, developed contingencies to handle. uh, You know, we can't guarantee we can't guarantee the health and safety of of our members under any circumstances in any state. Um, But we can prepare for contingencies. And uh, having brought this to uh, you know brought this up, I think that. the uh, relevant uh, committees uh, can can speak to these issues and see if there are contingencies that we can put in place so that if someone does, uh, 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 you know, come come again up against uh, the issues that were raised in the letter, um, that they can be handled expeditiously and and as safely as possible. So I am going to vote to go to Jacksonville, and I am going to put my trust in our fellow members who uh, volunteer their time to make sure that everybody's taken care of at these conventions and that they will plan accordingly.
3: Rachel Schroeder.
15: Thank you. Um, For all the reasons that have already been stated, I also plan to vote yes on this motion. Um, Definitely need to look at uh, fiduciary responsibility here and and, um, also, my concern with this, and I also, before I go any further, I want to say um, thank you and I appreciate all of you who felt the need to express your concerns and I'm glad that you felt that you could. Um, as You know, ACB, we do want to be considered, we do want to consider um, all walks of life and diversity and everything. So, I appreciate that you felt that you could bring your concerns up Um, and I know that we all here want to do the best we can to um, make sure as much as possible the the concerns are addressed or there's some you know plans to deal with them Um, but I also think that we do need to keep in mind that if we were to make the move to cancel we're setting a kind of a dangerous precedent that um what what could potentially happen next convention that we would need to cancel for not saying that those concerns need to be dismissed but but we really do need to keep in focus of what what we are here for and and why we're doing what we do um and and i think as much as possible we need to just Uh, Stay focused on that and try to keep every all walks of life and diversity in mind and, you know, do the best we can for our membership on all fronts, so I will be voting yes on this motion. Hannah Semyon.
14: I'm uh, happy to say that I've actually been able to read every email that came through on our uh, several of our email lists and taken all of those things into consideration. Uh, and also tonight, what all of you have said before me, most of the thoughts that I have had, you have already spoken. Uh, it, initially, it was pretty tough. to. What side do you really focus on? Uh, because you want to you know, be right in the middle somehow. Uh, but it, when it comes down to financials, you have to really strongly consider that. I I would treat an organization's finances as I do my own, really. I'm trying to keep things in order and want to do things in the best way possible that would help uh, bring success beyond today. And so it's so important that we consider everything, but also try our best to uh, make sure that we provide, we provide options. And I appreciate the fact that during COVID, when we voted to go back in person, uh. My determination uh, after considerations from uh, both sides was to vote to go back because we had so many people wanting to go back in person. And I said, everybody would have a choice. Let's just, I'm going to vote this way to give everyone a choice, whether they want to be there, they could choose to go. If they don't feel safe, they could choose to participate virtually. virtually." And and I felt the same way when I was, there were times when I knew I felt like I wouldn't be safe. So I chose that I would not go uh, one way or the other uh however the vote came out but right now uh we're focusing on something that's very important looking at the amount that we're having to consider uh paying if we didn't go and one thing that i heard from one of our members said well if you vote not to go uh, to jacksonville then you're saying hey jacksonville uh or even florida uh, we're not coming there because of this, that, or the other, but we will give you three hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars to build, to boost your economy. You know, <laughs> so. Uh- I think that I thought that was a pretty good thought that was shared with me, but it really is something to really consider that we're going, you know, when we would be helping ACB to get that bill paid, but really thinking about the fact that uh, walking away and still having to give money that we, it's almost like throwing money in the wind. So uh, I am definitely in favor of going to Jacksonville and that's the way I will vote. And it's just good to know that everybody has a choice to participate one way or the other. The door is open.
6: Connie Sims. Um, thank you Denise. I, I wasn't really gonna say anything but because everyone else has said so much and so much good elegancy, everything has been said really well. I do wanna respond to what Terry said about the contract um, but harassment. So resol- you know, going back and doing the resolutions and history, um, ACB passed a resolution. I can't remember which year, But um, I do remember reading it and it always it was stated that we always will have a safety um, part of our contract into the convention and that everyone will be treated equal if it's ethnic, if it's um, race, if it's, you know, um, religion, all of that. So that was passed by our members um, a few years back. And so that is always part of our contract with hotels for our conventions. So, and I appreciate, um, as Rachel said and others have said, I appreciate the members being able to speak up and, you know, talk to us about it and bring it forward. I understand the concerns. Um, I appreciate Deb having this discussion. Um, I think it shows transparency um, that the board really does want to be transparent. I know that sometimes people don't think we are, but I think this truly shows that the board is transparent and we do care about our members, um, about their safety, about how they feel and financially fiscal, I mean, it, it's very important and that's what you guys elected us for. So um, I will be voting yes. And um, just thank you for this opportunity. Jeff, Tom?
16: thank you denise and i want to echo what one of the things that connie said about um thanking deb and the officers for giving us all the opportunity to express our views i'll be fairly brief um i want to associate myself with the comments that gabriel made i I, in no way could i state it as eloquently uh as he did in all of his points really um and of course i will be voting yes the one comment I do want to make and which concerns me a little bit is the idea that somehow there's an implication here that, that some have stated that somehow diversity, equity and inclusion are really subsidiary, secondary, not really as important as our blindness journey. I think that's a slippery slope toward an America that I don't want to be a part of, whether it's in this organization or any other and I, I think we need to be cautious about um, that viewpoint and what it can mean. And so I would hope that this board will uh, work closely with organizations like BPI to examine what, if anything, would be appropriate action uh, for the upcoming convention uh, with respect to some of the very concerning um uh, you know, I- I- issues that have arisen due to the actions of the governor and legislature of Florida. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. And, and I would just say for me, um, a lot of what I was going to say has already been said, other than to say, if the state of Florida, if the Florida affiliate had come to us and said, we do not believe we should hold our convention here. And here are the reasons why. Or if BPI as an affiliate had come to us and said, These, we should not hold our convention there. And here are the reasons why. And we believe they were good, justifiable reasons. We most definitely would have taken all of that under consideration and under advisement. I'm. I feel a little concerned that... Um, we're looking at possibly making decisions based on what might happen. We don't know if we go to Florida, if we go to Jacksonville, if any of these things would happen to any of our members. Same with Texas. We, we, we don't know, and, you know, it might, it might not, we just don't know. But to, to pull out and, and make a decision that's going to affect, you know, five, 600 blind people who would come to the convention Um, I have a real concern about. And the only other thing I would say is um, if we were to pull out now and um, basically um, pull out of our contract for Jacksonville and we were to pull out of our contract with Dallas for the next year, we're going to be considered a flight risk. There are no other hotels that are going to want to deal with us if they know that for two years in a row, we pulled out no matter what the reasons were. So I think we need to, you know, take that under advisement also. And Deb, do you have anything more you would like to add before the vote?
0: Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for your comments and your consideration. And it's actually been a very moving discussion. I've really appreciated it super much. Um, I do have just one thing to... Uh, not add but to um to indicate based on comments that people have made um so BPI has come to uh Janet as the convention coordinator and me as your president to ask us to look into some considerations and concerns our members have expressed um, with our hotel and with other venues, and we are doing that. So um, what I don't know is what, if anything, we can do about the outcomes of that. Um, probably the hotel is going to be in easy resolution. Um, I would imagine, but, um, and airports, I don't think are at issue because airports, for example, with respect to restrooms and things, airports generally now offer what they call family restrooms or, you know, but single, what, what, you know, I guess you could call them single serve, right? Uh, anyway, whatever they are. Um, but, but, uh, individual restrooms that are available in, in airports. And I frequent them with my guide dog, So I know they're there. And so, that is probably not going to be a big issue, and I imagine that the hotel will be resolved as well. Uh, we don't know about tour venues and uh, what decisions will be made about that. But I can tell you that we do have tours that are not accessible or available to everyone. Um, we uh, do have tours that, uh, that do not accommodate wheelchairs, for example. Um, and we don't look at that as a discriminatory thing. We just know that if we're going to offer certain kinds of activities, um, there are conditions under which a wheelchair can't go. And so... um we're not going to, uh, disallow that if you can figure out a way around it. But, you know, if we have multiple flights of stairs and no elevators in this situation, then that might be the case or really long distances or whatever. So we do occasionally have that happen. We also have tours, um, where it's not advisable to bring your guide dog. Um, and, uh, so those, those happen as well. We, I think the thing that is very important about that when those happen is that we have to provide full disclosure. So, um, whatever we learn and whatever we are able or not able to negotiate, um, with any of the venues in Jacksonville or any other city that we visit, um, we, uh, we need to make sure that we are fully disclosing, uh, to all of our members about those conditions and circumstances because absolutely it's important to us not to, uh, knowingly put anyone at risk. And so, um, for anything. So, uh, we, we definitely are taking that into consideration. But in this particular request, we are going and asking, uh, some specific questions to see if we can, um, if we can clear that up. The other thing that I forgot to share, uh, broadly with our members, but I did share with the board is that I did gather, uh, statements uh, from the uh, Visit Jacksonville um, website, that um, that definitely represent them as a very diverse city, and um, and that they their intent is to portray themselves as welcoming, and they want to be desirable to tourists. So I, I think the things that people have said about Jacksonville and and, and its perhaps difference from some aspects of Florida, um, you know. Are, are going to be uh, workable for us if, if the board continues to vote yes. So now I would like to um, call for the vote, and the way we will do it is individual vote. Uh, there should be no additional need to do anything other than vote yes or no. Um, because you've all had an opportunity to to comment on the topic. So I'm going to ask our secretary to uh, call for the vote individually, and you will be voting yes if you vote in favor of Ray's motion, seconded by Kim, that the convention will continue to move forward in Jacksonville as planned. If you vote no, it means that you wish us to Um, curtail plans for the convention and immediately seek whatever negotiation we can uh, with the hotel regarding the contract, etc. So I'd like to begin the vote, please.
3: David. Yes. Ray. Yes. Michael. Yes. Kim. Yes. Chris. Yes, Donna, yes, Gabriel, yes, Cecily, yes, Terry,
9: yes,
15: Doug, yes, Rachel, yes, yes. Kenneth,
16: yes,
3: Connie, yes, yes. Jeff, yes and I vote yes, so the vote is unanimous.
16: All
0: right, thank you very much. I hope this helps everyone. I hope this helps bring clarity for our members. Um, I absolutely support the comments that have been made regarding um, you know, our consideration of, of diversity, our consideration of issues raised by BPI and others. Um, and I'm glad that we are able to move forward now.
1: De- Denise, do you Glenn. need a copy of this motion? sent to you or did you get it yes
0: please that would
1: be helpful yes okay i will i will email that to you
0: Mm -hmm. thank you very much yep Mm -hmm. all right um hold on just one second my braille display got tired of waiting for us okay there we go all right
5: may i just say one thing thank you madam president and board and i will go on and pursue um, everything that we need to do for Jacksonville and mm-hmm. make sure that I, we ask the questions as stipulated um, this evening and with my conversation with, um, with Anthony and Gabe. So thank mm-hmm. you very much. And I'm going to say you. good night and I'm going to leave you guys and All right. on ACB Media.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Janet. And we will You're report welcome. in the fall board meeting in October, in our September, in yeah. Jacksonville. So uh, we will uh, we'll, uh, give you a first hand up to date. Yep all right thank you very much thank you. our next item should be really pretty quick it is the uh, uh, board um, resolution motion we need to change the signatures on all acb and acb es bank accounts that end in 9070 those are particularly 9062 9222, 9118, and 9097. We will be removing Eric Bridges and David Trott and adding Michael Garrett and Dan Spoon to these accounts. I need a motion to yeah, that. still move. still
4: move. Kim,
0: Kim, Kim moves. Ray so seconds. Said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take it right out of the recording. Right? Exactly. <laughs> oh no, Kim, you have to list those all off for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and Ray seconds. All right, is there any discussion of this? This is just a really normal. It was not.
1: It was not Ray that seconded. I don't. Oh, okay, it was, it was not Ray. Who,
0: who seconded it? All right, I'm sorry. I did. Terry. All right, we'll take you okay well one one of
1: the talkers had to do it. all
0: right all right all right terry we'll take terry thank you terry all right is there any discussion of this this is a routine bank procedure i've done and everything i've ever treasured in my life um is there any questions about this good all in favor of the motion so eloquently stated by kim um please say aye
1: aye Aye. Aye.
0: and any opposed All right. And if you are opposed, you have to go to the bank and work it out. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Nancy will proceed on with um, the process of making these changes. And uh, we appreciate that very much, everyone. All right. Uh, Next up, we have Dan Spoon with any updates you'd like to offer us.
12: Well, thank you, Madam President. And uh, I think I'm going to take, uh, I've got an A and a B there. I think I'm going to take mm-hmm. the B first, which is mm-hmm. other updates and maybe give everybody a chance mm-hmm. to take a breath before we go through any more discussion that will require votes and all that kind of good stuff, if that's okay mm-hmm. with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um Again, this is so strange to sit here and listen to these uh, board meetings. I'm adjusting. So, thank you for that point of personal privilege. Um, but, yeah,
0: for sure. Yes.
3: Uh,
12: but um, I um, first uh, want to just uh, again reiterate how uh, proud we were of all, all the uh, everybody's efforts, including the staff, uh, throughout the convention, really. Uh, you know, a lot of hard work was was put into the convention, and still is dedicated to the convention as we are working through the convention survey, all the lessons learned, efforts from from the different um, you know committees and and teams that work to pull the convention together. Uh, we'll let everybody know that. Uh, Rick uh, from uh, ECB Media and Larry are working very hard to get all of the podcasts out. So you all saw this week that the General Sessions and Banquet are out. Uh, the, The virtual podcast will be out. If not yet, I didn't check my emails here right at the end of the day, but we'll be out here, I'm sure, by the end of this week. They're almost finalized and then we'll be working through the hybrid sessions and some of the breakout sessions that were not uh, part of the um, streaming and, and, and Zoom platform. So all of those, the goal is to have all of those out by uh, the end of September. So when we meet again, uh, hopefully by then, and I think they're planning on beating that date, but we will have all the uh, podcasts out for the convention. Uh, also uh, in the communications area, we've been working very hard. Uh, Kelly Gask and, and team uh, to uh, put uh, various press releases out, you know, announcing different things, uh, whether it be um, you know associated with our um, uh, structured negotiation and settlement uh, with the credit uh, free credit, uh, reports.com and the work we did there with the different um, credit uh, credit agencies. Uh, we've also, uh, of course, are in the middle of doing the AD Awards Gala, and you're seeing that thing, that the voting is out for the People's Choice Awards. That ends at midnight, 1159 tonight, so please get your vote in if you haven't voted for your favorite film or series uh, for the People's Choice Awards with the five finalists in each category. Uh, we uh, are uh, at the Final stages of contracting for our two hosts for the gala this year. They're going to be um, Mary Lee Talkington and Maria Conchita Hernandez. And so uh, working uh, to get those folks finalized. We've also got Doug Roland, our producer, under contract again for next year this gala will have like all events seem to have a little bit of challenges related to the fact that both the screen actors guild and the writers are on strike and so many of them are not in a position some of the you know the the talent we've gotten in previous years may not be available to us this year because of the strike situation but we're trying our best to work through that we've gotten uh, most of our award videos uh, back, as well as our videos for our People's Choice uh, nominees. So that is all moving well, and we've gotten commitment to be back in 30 Rock this year to do the filming. So look forward to the AD Awards Gala, which will be happening and airing for the first time on November 14th. Uh, In the community area, we've got this is a combination of both community Uh, with member membership engagement as well as the resource development committee has been working with jp morgan chase and it looks like we have been selected to participate in a hackathon which will be held the 29th and 30th of uh, september so while we are in jacksonville at the board meeting both cindy hollis and natalie couch will be having their expenses paid to go to Wilmington, Delaware to participate in this hackathon. There will be two non-for-profits NGOs that will be um, whose challenge statements will be evaluated. ACB and our community event processes uh, will be one of them. And we don't know who the other one will be, but they bring in a hundred students juniors and senior students from across the universities throughout the country uh, to participate in this hackathon and each uh, challenge will have 10 teams of five people each so 50 students will be working in 10 teams each with a jp morgan chase full-time employee kind of leading their teams to ideate that's a tough word for me to. I just I, they say it all the time, and I'm learning it. But basically, provide ideas on how um, you know uh, the community event platform and uh, our processes and systems could be improved. And this last it kicks off on Saturday afternoon, uh, or excuse me, on Friday afternoon, and then goes all the way. It's a 24-hour hackathon. These students stay up all stay up all night and. And come up with all kinds of amazing ideas, and they interact. They'll interact with both Cindy and with Natalie, and then at the end of the day, there'll be formal presentations. The winning teams will be announced, and then from those ideas, we'll then move into J.P. Morgan Chase's force for social good, where they'll take these ideas and then help us uh, actually do pro bono the programming work to help improve the community event. So I think it's. Really exciting opportunity. Cindy and Natalie are very pumped about it. Cindy says she's going with her guide dog and she's walking into that room ready to to ready to uh, you know present the challenge. So uh, she's got something to look forward to. Uh, Jolynn uh, and team have also worked very hard in uh, making the connections with Jake Wilkerson from JPMorgan Chase. So that's an exciting advancement. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm gonna maybe put Clark on the spot just for a moment here, but gosh, a couple of weeks ago on the 33rd anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, we had just so many activities going on that really highlighted so much of our advocacy work uh, around the Amer- with the American Council right. line and across the blind and low vision community. So, Clark, maybe if you wouldn't if you have, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but maybe if you could take a couple minutes and just share those highlights for that week. It was really a jam packed week of activities.
17: Absolutely, thanks so much, Dan, and hello everyone. I'd say that the three main highlights were that we finally got announcement that the uh, the U.S. Access Board was sending the revised. Public Rights of Way Accessibility Guidelines, or PROAG, to the federal register for publication, Um, the first time that PROAG has been updated in a decade. Uh, This was also the week that we got notification that the, um, the Federal Communication Commission's video conferencing services accessibility notice of proposed rulemaking was going to be published in the federal register and that comment period is now open and acb is working with our audio description co-chairs as well as the sassy committee to create comments for that open nprm as well as notification from the uh, the the white house the domestic policy council and the Department of Justice that the long-awaited Americans with Disabilities Act Title II Websites and Mobile Applications Accessibility Notice of Proposed Rulemaking would be published in the Federal Register. And that has happened. Um, Comments for the FCC's video conferencing NPRM are due by September 6th comments for the ada title ii rulemaking at the uh, department of justice are due by october 3rd but there were many events surrounding these announcements including a, a an access board town hall meeting that swatha on our team was able to attend um, a white house roundtable and listening session uh, that was hosted by the Domestic Policy Council, but also had in attendance attendance, the Department of Justice, the US Access Board, the Department of Transportation, um, and and others where we we were able to say um, thank you as well as yes please and more to many of these items. Also a big thank you to Jeff Tom and Doug Powell for participating in the listening roundtable with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services as they recognize the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, So just a whole bunch going on that week. And, uh, you know, when our advocacy work is successful, it leads toward further job security for uh, ACB's advocacy team, Swatha and me, because when (laughs) we get... You know, when we get rules passed or uh, notices of proposed rulemaking or legislation introduced, it just means more work needs to be done. (laughs) Thank you, Clark. And
12: I also want to um, uh, point out, uh, and and Ray Campbell was very instrumental in this, uh, but we also have worked with United Airlines and we were part of their press release uh, where they announced that they will now offer Braille and their latest fleet of um, airliners and that braille will be available uh, to identify the rows as well as the you know the buttons above your seat for the for the lights and the uh in the call button as well as signage around bathrooms uh laboratories and, and other doorways and other key areas so uh that was very exciting. We got contacted by the Washington Post to provide comment, uh, ACB, uh, excuse me, ABC, um, uh, digital uh, news news uh, service, and uh, we we're able to provide some comments there. So uh, thanks to our partners uh, at United Airline and Ray's hard work. And it's always exciting when, when uh, you know, media outlets are calling you and wanting to talk to you about something good that has happened to improve the lives of blind and low vision uh, folks. So uh, that was also very exciting. So lots of good work there. Uh, oh, I'll throw one more thing out. Kelly has worked with the uh, you know National Institutes of Health and uh, helping to promote that uh, through our communications channels. He and that-
3: like He's really on his own Uh uh-oh and somebody set up a
12: gofundme thing okay we've got somebody unmuted with life support conversations she's muted okay um and then uh in addition uh so kelly has worked really a lot with that uh uh, radx team that has been pulling that together and they have now published their new guidelines for accessibility for in-home testing kits of all kinds of different uh, varieties. It was almost 200 pages and that has now been accepted by the US uh, Access Board and published. So another good uh, accomplishment there. Many of us uh, on this board have uh, and staff have worked uh, with the National Institutes of Health and NIBIB to work towards uh, promulgating these guidelines. So thank you for your work there. So that's kind of our update. Nancy, did you want to – I've got two other things. Um, Nancy can help with these a little bit uh, before we get to the kind of the two uh, documents to discuss. Uh, Our Alexandria office, we are still living in our temporary space. But next week, they are going to start demoing up on the sixth floor, a floor above the offices. So uh, it's now been almost four months since we've been there. I had a... I I had a prediction uh, at the staff meeting on Monday that we might be in the temporary space until next year, and we still may be, but at least there's signs of life uh, that are gonna be uh, occurring on the sixth floor. So we'll see how much longer that takes for them to build out. But they're just starting now, uh, next week gonna start the demo. And then um, Nancy, I think um, before we get to the, again, the two documents to discuss, uh, you, we wanted to take a little time to just let the board know where we are from a uh, overall kind of cash flow situation moving into the third through the third quarter here.
18: Sure, Ken Dan. I think it had something to do with Clark and Caitlin knocking on the door upstairs to get that
12: remodel started. I think so. that must have been it. <laughs> yes, we had them go do a recon last week, so maybe that spurred them ahead. Yes.
5: So um, we
18: had some ERC money out there that was supposed to be. Um, sent to us and even though we filled out all the all the little forms that saying that we had moved for some reason when the irs sent us our three checks they were sent back to the irs and we actually just got those last week and so this had to do with our payroll taxes that we paid so we received a refund for quarter one two and three from 2021 and that was about two hundred sixty eight thousand three hundred dollars 80% of that income was recognized in 2022. The remainder will be recognized in 2023. And just so everybody knows, this is the last of the money that is connected with COVID. So the PPP loans and the ERC loans. So next year going forward, we are going to be standing on on our own two feet for 2024. So I'm happy to say that we had gotten the money for that. Um, What I did is I looked to see Um, How much cash we have in the bank right now, including the money that we just got last week for the ERC money. I looked at the revenue that we potentially will have coming in through, uh, well, actually it would be July, August, and September. So for the third quarter, along with our expenses and in looking at that, we should have enough enough cash flow to keep us through September and we have approximately about $50,000 of Money that has been approved by the board to pull out of the reserve. So, if, if for some reason we get into a pinch, I still have fifty thousand dollars that I can pull out before going back to the board and asking for money.
12: Yeah, and I, I think your best, your estimate that you went through today, we, we should be in a position where we'll easily have you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars still in in positive cash flow by the end of September. So, Correct. Yeah. So I wanted to share that with the board. And uh, any questions on the updates before we get to the two documents? That's probably a best time to take any questions the board might
2: have on the report to this point in time. Dan, this is David. I just want to yes. take a point of personal privilege here. Um, I'm going to send you and Deb a letter acknowledging as well. Uh, Clark Rackville spoke to our convention last Friday brought us up to date on legislation and talked to us about how to advocate. And we are truly blessed to have a professional person on the staff who can do such an outstanding job. He pulled 95% of our registers for his talk that Saturday uh, that Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just great. Well thank you, David.
12: And you know, Clark does do outstanding work. We're really does. very happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, excellent.
12: We'll hear more of that when we get to resolutions here a little <laughs> bit later with him right. and Swatha. Thank you, mm-hmm. David. Any, any other comments or, or questions?
10: This is Chris. So when do you think we'll start advertising for, uh, for an executive director?
7: Oh, very
12: good point. Well, it may not be mine to ask because <laughs> it's <laughs> right. probably more now, of a Deb question. That's but, right. But I, um, my, uh, my thought is that you know, at least, well, it's the board's thought. It's not my thought. So, Deb, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll just say that that the the brief conversations that we've had about mm. this, and I wouldn't say brief, but you know, it's really. We we want to get through the the budgeting process here this year, and and, and I and I really think the comfortable time to do um, you know to start uh, posting and going through the process of looking for a new executive director, at least from from my standpoint, being just in the interim position, would be we should start the process in the in the January time frame, and then let it take its course of of going through the interviews and all that, and then. And then bringing in a new a new person, um, I, I think
0: run convention.
12: Yeah, I think depending on who that is, you, you've got to have to do potentially some transition here. So I think it's kind mm-hmm. of a couple step process. But mm-hmm. uh, that you you have to bring in uh, bring in your new executive director, and then and then adjust from there to make sure. What Deb and I at least. It, it, my role is, is interim because I'm not planning on doing this for the for the long term. <laughs> is is really that we have a seamless transition? I think we did a really good job of moving from uh, from Eric uh, to to the, the interim role here, and it's really important as we move forward into next year's convention that we keep that kind of seamless transition in place uh, for for 2024. It's just, it's too important to keep the work going. We really don't have downtime in ACB anymore. Things are going all year long. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, it's definitely, this will be a process that the board will be, um, integrally involved in. So it's not going to go off happening somewhere else. Um, I've actually done this several times. In fact, um, in, uh, my last big volunteer role with the State Human Rights Commission, I ended up, uh, helping them, um, find th- their top three executives, um, uh, um, all together. So um, it, it can be a big process. So we, um, as Dan said, the, the place where we kind of have the most space is to, to do this after the holidays, basically, um, in that part of the year as we move toward the convention. That's going to give us about six months. Um, we want to uh, review all of the uh, job dis- and qualifications and that sort of thing, we want to determine a recruitment strategy, um, whether or how uh, we will use any external resources as part of that. Um, we want to identify a variety of things in that way, and then we, of course, will do the recruitment process and and have an interview process and, um, and document all of that. Once we have, um, made, the board has made a selection because this is the position in ACB that the board basically, um, is, is responsible for. So, um, once, um, once the board is able to make a selection in that process, um, we have to see what the ramifications are of that. Uh, whether that person is uh, with us or whether that person has to move to us or what that looks like um, and how to get that done. Um, We also have to determine if any other situations uh, are impacted. So if we do promote anyone from within, then we have to determine – how to deal with those positions. If we don't do that, then we have to determine, you know, those things. Um, we will be looking, when we do the budget, we will be um, asking you um, to um, al- allow for a budgeted overlap, as Dan said, because that is uh, a common issue around these sorts of things where, where we uh, make this as smooth as possible. Um, and where we double-fill for a short period of time to get that done. So we want to be able to, we're hoping that we can announce the person at the convention and whether they have actually begun to work or whether they will be working shortly after or what this, you know, depends on a lot of factors, the timing and whether they have to move and all of that kind of thing. But um I think we'll have more to describe for you Um Probably in in the fall board meeting, um, give you a little bit more of a firm uh, process um, to put in place. But we're really looking at having this largely begin in in a serious uh, time oriented fashion, um, pretty much uh, following the holidays.
12: Okay. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Thanks for thanks for the question, Chris. Because, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Absolutely. All right. The last two things I had on uh, on this um, uh, staff agenda for executive directors report for this evening is the membership had asked in resolution 2023-16 on the uh, occupational therapist certification with ACVREP. For the executive director to draft a letter uh, to ACVRP, ACVREP, expressing our disappointment uh, and uh, also basically insisting that we we our voice be heard and we get to participate in any future discussions around the OT certification. So. Uh, prepared that letter. Uh, I want to thank uh, both uh, Swathananda Kumar for helping uh, with initial drafts as well as feedback from Clark, uh, from Kelly, from Sharon, and from Deb to get it to this point. And um, wanted to see if uh, we could have, uh, maybe I'll turn it over to Deb to see if somebody from the board would like to make a motion to approve the letter, and then we could talk about you know, from that, if there's any adjustments or
1: changes people would like to make.
0: Yes, I would entertain. Madam President,
1: I would Mm -hmm. move that we approve the letter as prepared and submit it to the Academy of, I'm I'm blanking.
0: ACVREP. (laughs) ACVREP,
1: I'll just do that. Second. Second.
0: I'll second. (laughs) Okay, who was second? Is that Doug? Kenneth. Who was first? Kenneth, I think it was Kenneth.
8: Kenneth, I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. Kenneth
0: first. Okay. I have a terrible time. I'm not looking at the screen, and I have a terrible time recognizing some of you under my he, headphones. He said his name. That was helpful. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> well, see, I'm just having a terrible time in general. I'm waiting for dinner. Okay. <laughs> Kenneth, thank you. All right. So we have the motion, uh, and it is seconded, and we will open this for discussion. Are there any um, comments or proposed changes that anyone has for the letter?
12: I did have one uh, conversation, quick conversation with Kim, Mm -hmm. who had some title changes for us on the related to the AD certification that was referenced. So, yes, um,
4: So um, those
0: would be a technical. Yeah, nothing,
4: nothing major by any means, just um, in the in the portion of the letter where it references sort of the the current. And the, for the past four years, the work being done with ACVREP on a certification for audio description specialists. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to reflect the, the kind of the current terminology that we're yes. using for that and the, the titles and things like that. So I mm-hmm. will absolutely tomorrow send um, the correct language that I think we should be using in the letter to, right. to Dan Mm-hmm. And he can um he can make that substitution. But it's yes. nothing nothing major. It's
0: just no, correct. Those are those are technical changes and that sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. hmm Anything else?
2: Just one thing. Um I thought the letter was excellent. Uh, I thought it was just firm enough without going overboard. Uh what I'm interested in more though is uh our plan for follow-up. For example, there's no response or whatever.
0: Oh, there will be a response. Um, but in case there's not, yes. The reason I think there will be a response is that we actually, um, as this, as this resolution was in development, we met with, um, uh, Kathy Zeider and uh, Jamie Dean from ACVREP twice. And, um, this meeting was uh, Kim and myself. And, um, Clark and, and Dan, um, along with them. And, um, and they were very interested in, uh, in what we had to say. They were listening. They heard us. They were responsive. They have been thinking in their board about how some things could be different. And I think that they are going to come back. I will be surprised if they do not come back with some offers um, that we could consider in terms of of some process with them. However, if they do not, then uh, when uh, then basically we will be as part of our resolution prioritization um, because it is one of our resolutions. So then we would follow it up and um, and ask. I hey how come <laughs> what happened so um, but I actually do anticipate hearing from them because they've actually I think even asked since the convention you know where is it so um, I, they they yeah, have I followed the process one,
12: I did get one query from them and I said we have to yeah. wait till we wait, finalize till we this done the, here at the board yeah
0: right mm-hmm. so um, so they are they are interested and I expect to hear from them really quite quickly.
2: Well, the the reason, my, I, I was asking, you know, we're fixing to run into another situation to where, mm-hmm. NIB is searching for a, a new national mm-hmm. director, or they may call it president. I'm not sure what they call mm-hmm. it now. Mm-hmm. And I want to be sure that we're proactive there as well. So, oh yeah, we you know, yeah I,
0: we're <laughs> working on comments there.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah, I saw those today, and and uh, <clears throat> just want us to be sure that that mm-hmm. you know, we moving forward on the stuff that we. Mm-hmm. Keep everybody up to date because uh, we're doing a good job with it. This letter was excellent. Thanks. Mm-hmm.
1: Madam President, yes, um, sir. just one suggestion. Um, I'd like, since the members membership asked us to put this letter together by resolution, uh, once it's approved, assuming it's approved and sent, I, I think it'd be a good idea to share a copy with the membership.
0: We can do that.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Any other additional uh, comments, questions, discussions? I won't make you rewrite it if you decide to vote no, by the way, that's just probably too much, right? All right, Uh, all in favor of accepting the uh, letter with the edits that Kim will send for technical wording, uh, please say aye.
11: Bye. 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 Bye.
0: and any opposed all right Dan you got your letter there
12: all right well thank you <laughs> yeah. it's, it's thank you for um, um, you know I I, I really I, I, editorial comment but I really <laughs> thought the the whole process we went through with this resolution, I I really thought spoke very highly of our organization, both Mm -hmm. the support of the staff, but also of our members and really the due diligence that, that our members took on, on through this whole effort. And I want to thank Clark for, you know, him, you know, putting together the panel and having a very thoughtful, facilitated discussion during general session. And, uh, and, and so I think, we, we did a good job as an organization and, and, and our membership to really hear all sides. So mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody for the for the thoughtful dialogue. And as part of that, I believe uh, the challenge from Doug Powell as part of that um, part of that panel uh, has a little bit to do with our second, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, letter to be considered. And that, a couple of things. We have gotten some outreach uh, from several different organizations about perhaps pulling together a summit on this whole, uh, what did you call it, uh, Doug? Um, uh, The Sudoku Sudoku puzzle. Sudoku, uh, puzzle of how do you put all these different pieces and parts together? And we've at least begun initial conversations with you know one of our friends and allies that has a more independent uh, you know uh, vantage point of this i won't name any names at this point in time but i do think this is an ongoing conversation that has to take place and it's not a quick solution it's something that's going to take uh, to do it right and really have a summit and get to a to a comprehensive solution to help through the entire rehabilitation industry uh, and all of its different pieces and parts, it's it's truly a it's probably a three to five year effort with with lots of different times and workshops. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll be working and bringing hopefully something back to you all in the at the end of September at least maybe in a plan or approach for for dealing with a with a larger summit to talk about all the different uh, myriad of issues that Mm -hmm. that Doug so eloquently laid out for us. Um, The second part of that or or, or maybe a part of that uh, that came up during the different discussions and debates we had were about Medicaid and Medicare services and the fact that right now you know only people with certain medical credentials uh can um can, can actually provide those services well um vision service alliance one of our you know partners and colleagues uh actually uh, as as was laid out in the the letter that i asked deb and team to send on to you guys today um Really did some work back in the 2003 to 2011 timeframe when they had a demonstra- demonstration project that was approved um, by Congress. Uh, actually did some work on the ability uh, for med- uh, Medicare and Medicaid rehabilitation services to be offered by uh, vocational rehabilitation teachers, o instructors, life skills uh, instructors. And these codes have been created and now exist in, in uh, the CMS um, regulations. But the um, demonstration project ended and, and really a, a follow-up program was never put in place. So... Uh, Lee Nasahi, the CEO of Vision Serve Alliance, has, come, has reached out to multiple organizations inside of the, the blindness uh, field and asked if we would be willing to be partners in a conversation uh, to work back uh, with um, uh, an attorney, a, a set of attorneys, a firm, uh, to look at kind of next steps to bring forward uh, the discussion around really activating these uh, Medicare and Medicaid uh, reimbursement codes and the and putting kind of places and procedures in place to maybe start being able to offer these services um, for folks that have vocational rehabilitation um, certifications to provide some of these services to approved, um, patients through Medicare and Medicaid. So as part of that, I think you heard in the, um, in the presentation at general session, if you were listening real close, Jamie Dean, the president of, um, of, ACV R- president of the board of ACVREP, announced that uh, ACVREP had, had put donated, not donated, but invested $15,000 in this effort. And uh, Clark and I have had a couple of conversations with Lee. I reached out to um, to Jeff uh, in his work uh, with the Aging Coalition and uh, his work in AAVL. Uh, Doug, I didn't get to you, so I apologize for that. Uh, and also, and I found <laughs> yeah, and also reached out to uh, Kim to get some feedback on this, but it. It and I want to bring it to the board tonight. It feels like, and it, boy, it, timing is everything. I, you know, the the announcement here over the last day or so with with the passing of of Oral Miller and all the work he did around advocacy and one of the legacies that Oral uh, left us was the Nels Fund, which is you know. Uh, fund of about 90 plus thousand dollars that uh, it has been now um, put in the responsibility of uh, ACB and the ACB board and those funds are there to provide legal uh, help cover legal expenses for advocacy work for our members and uh, I just felt like maybe a a good way for us to partner with this and uh, a good use of the NELS funds could be to authorize some money out of the NELS fund to go towards uh, this effort that Vision Serve Alliance is, is pulling together. Um, so, with that said, you all had a chance to look at the letter. Um, is there, I'm going to maybe ask Jeff if he. If he has any thoughts on this because he was part mm-hmm. of Nells, and he's been very tied to this particular
17: issue-hmm
0: Are you muted, Jeff? Are you eating dinner, Jeff <laughs> mm-hmm. Where are you, Jeff?
16: We have Jeff
2: I am
0: there
16: you are there he is there okay are. um. Sorry about that. Thank you, uh, Dan. I definitely think that Oral would be extremely proud of this organization, uh, and would uh, be absolutely supportive of Nell's money being used for this purpose. Um, it, you know, we want to incentivize people to get into the fields of uh, O and M and of uh, rehabilitation uh, teaching, and by you know, leveling the playing field a bit and enabling uh, these folks to get Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement, we do just that, as well as obviously helping our folks that need the services um, that these professionals provide. Um, I would say as a side note, and of course, we don't know what's going to happen, but there are those of us on the AVL board that are going to propose a, a, a donation as well from um, our resources, and uh, I, I know there's some support for this, certainly. And you know, but but whether or not we do that, I think ACB should should lead the way. And so I would make a motion that we um, that we donate twenty five hundred dollars from the NELS fund uh, for this uh, Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition, or actually, I guess it's Vision serve Alliance mm-hmm. request.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: The this is Kim, started. I'll second that.
0: Kim seconds <laughs> it. All right, very good. Is there any discussion of the motion?
4: I, I have a couple comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe we're glad that Jeff made the motion first because I was going to make the motion and, and recommend $3000. So, oh, um, I, that's, what have, that's what I would was going would have said is <laughs> 3000. So, <laughs> so I don't know if it's
3: be do a friendly
4: amend. amendment or not, but yeah,
16: yeah. You, a what, friendly what, amendment? Okay. okay. You'll okay. take it well, as friendly. 000.
0: All right, 3000. Okay. So, all
4: right. I before, just before. I, I just wanted to comment a little bit in the um, in the letter information that that Dan distributed to the board earlier today with about the CMS and the codes there was also information in there about the law firm that mm-hmm. um, that vision serve Alliance has um, engaged where we'll be engaging to to do this work and that's Power's law out of Washington DC so I just wanted to, to make a couple comments and let the board know that I've had some personal experience working with them in my advocacy role through Perkins School for the Blind. They do represent Perkins on um, many of the um, advocacy and disability related boards, the Coalition of Citizens with Disabilities. the I think it's constituents with disabilities. Sorry about mm-hmm. the, the, the CCD and several other organizations, the item, Items Coalition, and um, particularly the the two lawyers named by name, um, particularly um Layla um Baggett. And she is especially skilled at healthcare and CMS um, advocacy and work, has done that for years. Um, at the congressional level. And so I think that Vision Serve Alliance couldn't have selected a better firm and a better qualified team than the ones that they've identified to take on this issue. Um, working with CMS is no piece of cake, as Doug and Jeff know. It can be really, really challenging. But to have the guidance of Professionals that work day in and day out with CMS on lots of other related um, healthcare issues, I think, is the absolute right way to go with this. So I truly support this action. This is All Doug. Right. Doug? Right, Madam
0: Chairman, hold on, let Doug's first.
8: Um, so I have a couple, yeah, I have also have a couple comments. Number one, the, the proposal is right in line with uh, what AAVL believes in. And I think ACB is is also aligned in that area. So I, I think this is totally in line. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure the board members knew is that this is not out of operating expenses. This is right. not a new budget item. This is a separate trust fund from uh, was it avia that that developed it or was it the uh,
16: advocacy services committee NELDS, it's nels itself that okay nels right, itself okay transferred it over okay so the nails yeah. right the the,
8: the nels itself dissolved but the the money the trust uh was mm-hmm. uh, was transferred over to for acb to administer so these are not funds coming out the other thing that i wanted to make sure people realize that is that this uh the request is for the rest of this budget year and i suspect that they're going to continue to request next budget year so I, I would like to think that we would also uh do the same thing uh as a board next year
0: they plan to evaluate what's happening and what's found and then make a further determination yes right mm-hmm. uh terry yeah uh,
9: i just wanted to point out that i'm very glad that we're using the NELDS fund for this because I I guess I'm the oldest one around here practically. Um, NELDS was actually uh, the baby and the founder and founded by Derwood McDaniel um, especially for RSVA at the time, Randolph Shepard in general at the time and this is exactly what that money was supposed to be working Mm -hmm. for. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's it's, you know, it, it takes us back to, to our roots very nicely yeah. to use the NELDS money. And I think that's an, a very appropriate use of it. Good. Thank you. Yes.
8: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, Debbie. I'm sorry. One more thing that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. I think that this, this, if we can get this done, if we can get Medicare and Medicaid to pay uh, VRTs for their work, this will be a real shot in the arm to uh create um more people in that field and therefore you know i mean it's got it's got good it's got good vibes all over the place if we can get it done
0: Mm -hmm. yes agreed okay any other comments before we vote all right, then uh, it has been moved and seconded that we uh, contribute $3,000 from the NELDS fund to... I thought it was the-
1: 2500
12: it it was it up. was amended it was
0: friendly oh. amended yeah. it was friendly mm-hmm. amended up while you were sleeping um.
12: <laughs> was it, he was having dessert yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <Still earlier. waiting. laughs> yeah there oh there you go <laughs> all right it's okay yes it was it was friendly amended um, to 3,000 so um, to uh, support uh, the vision serve Alliance project with CMS on um, so for and all in favor Uh, and any opposed and if you are opposed you have to go deal with
12: cms (laughs) okay
0: all right thank you very much
12: madam president uh, that uh, completes our uh, staff report
0: all righty thank you so much dan that's just really exciting stuff there is so much going on it's amazing
8: Oh, Deb, yeah. Deb, I'm sorry. One more thing Doug. in that in that report, we just uh, we just submitted mm-hmm. comments to the uh, administration for community living. Yes, uh, Clark just put that through, uh, mm-hmm. talking about some of our issues and in, uh, in uh, for older people who are losing their vision or have lost vision, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, you know along those same lines that that we've talked uh, talked about and and also that A A L uh, the alliance no it's not the alliance the aging and vision <laughs> loss national coalition mm-hmm. wrote some very uh specific and uh you know uh, comments and we we referred to those in our comments so right. acb and AV, aavl uh submitted this afternoon uh mm-hmm. comments to acl on on this just on,
0: in the nick stuff. of time yes yes
8: <laughs> Yes, so I didn't know if, yeah, Dan may not have known that that we actually got it done, but we did. Yeah,
0: just in the nick of time. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, there's been a number of of projects uh, of this nature, and things have been really, really busy, I tell you what. Mm. (laughs) Okay, excellent. Yeah, every time I open up my mail, there's some more stuff to look at and review. Mm. All right, uh, I believe we're ready to move on then to our next exciting opportunity. Um, you need which, a motion to accept the report? Oh, uh, yes, I guess we do. Okay, let's let's have a motion to accept the executive director's I report.
8: Accept please. the. I move to accept the Jet executive director's report. Moves yeah. and. Who was seconding?
0: I think that was uh, Michael. Michael? Yes.
8: Yeah, it was Michael.
0: Okay, thank you. All righty. And so it's been moved and seconded to accept the executive director's report. Um, There were so many pieces of it, I forgot where the report was. Okay. Uh, All in favor, please say aye.
1: aye. Aye. And any
0: opposed? Thank you very much. Okay. And if all you're right. opposed,
1: you got to do Dan's job.
0: Yeah, you got to do some of Dan's job. He'll give you a few and, hours worth.
1: Yeah.
3: And I have to drop off for a second for a couple of minutes. Did we do anything about the president's report?
0: Uh, no, we didn't, actually. So uh, let's take a motion <laughs> to accept my report back where it was. I will so move to accept the president's report. Donna moves Donna to accept moves. it. Okay. And Sue seconds? second. It. Oh, Ray in. seconds. Okay, thank you. All right, and all in favor of that?
8: Aye. 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 And
0: any opposed? And you get to be president. If <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, now let's move forward. Thank you. I, have we have we not accepted anything else we should have accepted? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for your patience. Okay, we're we're doing well. So our next item is actually the prioritization of the resolutions. And um so there was a very a congenial meeting with uh, Clark and Swatha and Jeff Tom and myself and Gabe Griffith. To uh, go over all of the resolutions, there weren't so there, many. I was there, too. and Ray was there too. Yes, I'm so sorry. Uh, and so I think I got everybody. And it was it was uh, very congenial and uh, very uh, quick work, and we. Uh, recommended prioritization of the resolutions. You have those in your packet in both Excel form and as a document. And I'm going to turn this over to Clark and Swatha to walk us through uh, what we did and see if that's amenable to all of you.
17: All right. Great. Thanks so much, Deb. Hello, everyone. Again, this is Clark and Swatha, do we have you as well?
11: I'm here, yes.
17: Fabulous, sticking with us here on a on a Tuesday evening. <laughs> uh, it's you know, it's a good thing that there's an actor and writer strike, and there's not must see TV on a Tuesday That's night. Right? So <laughs> we can dive right in. That's right. Um, so it, everyone has this in the the materials that was shared with the board, both as an Excel uh, spreadsheet and as a Word document, um, because several of these resolutions are. Like topically related to one mm-hmm. another, um, Swatha and I are kind of kind of going to group them as we go through. Um, but the the first grouping is easy enough because they were all submitted by ACB Diabetics in Action. Um, Clark, so can I, I ask
8: you to do something first before you dive in? Can you uh, make some kind of a determination of what how you determined a one, a two, and a three?
17: Sure, uh, Devin Dan, would you like to take that, or would you like me to, to share?
0: <laughs> well, we looked at this. In t- it, it, it's a it's an interesting mystery. Um, we we looked at this in terms of um, uh, really how easy it would be to um, how short term things were, and how easy um, they would be, to, and how. Sort of important in the, in the terms of the current work. Um, so if something gets a one, it means that it's, it's fairly sh- uh, short term and, and immediate that there are things we can do. If something gets a three, um, it means that it's going to take a much longer time. It doesn't mean that the issue isn't important, but it means that we're going to be carrying it along. The other thing that we, um, Actually agreed to as part of this that I think is going to help us over time is that um, each year uh, as we begin resolution season, uh, we are going to uh, take a look there at the resolutions from the previous year and determine uh, which, which of them need to be carried forward into the new year so that we are um strategic about the workload and know how much is on our plate as we start. Um, one of the things that I found us saying to the resolutions makers and bringers was, gee, we've got a lot going on around here. I don't know if we can take on any more of these things. And sometimes it's really true because we do have a certain level of resource. So, um, if, if people can actually more easily see that and have that picture, um, that, that will help them. And it tells us what we're already starting in the gate with that we don't want to just drop because many of these don't just take a year to do. So we will be looking at that and basically resolutions will, stay cumulative for a little while. Now, that doesn't mean they should stay cumulative forever. Um, Once you come to a place where you're not able to make action on an item, then you may drop it from the active register. But, But I think it's important that we not lose them. So we'll be starting that as a process to move forward in the resolutions committee.
8: Thank you.
17: Thanks, Deb. And I would also like to take this opportunity to just once again um, give a shout out to Sharon Lovering and the work Mm -hmm. that she's done to get all of our resolutions on the website as well as provide the index of resolutions. So not only are they available, but they are searchable. Um, And as, as folks have Heard, certainly folks within the advocacy steering committee have heard that has become a mm-hmm. very useful tool when uh, looking for relevant resolutions, say, for um, you know, related to color contrast and signage and mm-hmm. on stairs with relevant uh, international standards and committee work that ACB and our members and CCLVI. Are involved with. Um, So, and that is a a resource that is available to to everyone. It's right there on the website at acb.org slash resolutions. All right. So the first grouping of resolutions, all from ACB diabetics in action. Um, uh, Resolution one dealt with medical and exercise equipment. Uh, Resolution two dealt Well, dealt with coverage of needles for insulin injections. And resolution three dealt with the reduction of insulin costs. Uh, So here we have uh, me, or basically the director of advocacy and governmental affairs, as the staff lead on these items. And the member or committee lead is ACBDA. Uh, the first resolution, th- this is work that is ongoing. It's, um, the resolution is related to and supporting two of our ACB legislative imperatives, so that that work will continue. And that got, that got a one because it's, it's work that we're already doing. And in terms of medical equipment, we already have a bill introduced in the House. That's H.R. 1328. Um, the other two items related to the coverage of needles and reduction of insulin costs This is a bit more uh, long-term work, and that's why it each received a two in terms of the coverage of needles. uh, This resolution is asking us for for ACB and ACBDA to support legislation once introduced, and similar with the reduction in insulin costs. There's been some movement in this space, certainly for Medicare and Medicaid, and certainly and Certain, uh, certain mm-hmm. insulin manufacturers have agreed to cap the price on uh, mm-hmm. some of that's their insulin products, but it's <laughs> not widespread throughout the market so that work will continue. And that's why for the, the, the deadline for action, you see 118th Congress, um, because our goal for resolution one is to have legislation reintroduced here in the 118th Congress, whether this year or in 2024, and for the other two resolutions, it's to have uh, new pieces. Once new pieces of legislation are introduced, for ACB to support them.
10: Uh, All hey, right, Mark, this is Chris. Can I interrupt you for a second? You no. may. I'm a little confused about the ratings as I think about them, because uh, they seem now to be related to timeline, whether they can be done, you know, in the very near future, or have a longer shelf life. And I, I I, always understood the timing was part of that, particularly urgency. But I also thought that one, two and three related to priority of the importance uh, of what. Activities we were going to carry out under the resolution, so did that disappear no i'm I'm happy to
17: jump in here and have uh Dan or deb follow i I think yes. those are all all components um I mean these are all items brought forward by our members so uh,
1: can
17: by that can, metric, I, can I take
1: can I take this work right sure Ray. sure um this resolutions prioritization process. Well, two points I'd like to make. For first, Chris, um, timeline is part of it, but also as part of it is how much work needs to be done. To give just a brief bit of history, uh, you know, we we always used to think of priority ones as you got to get work done within thirty days. Okay, so those were things like writing letters to. Uh, various whoever we had to write letters to, or or that kind of thing. Um, priority twos were things that um, were required a little bit more uh, length of time, but we knew weren't going to get done right away. You know, m- but maybe things that we're going to get done, say, oh, in six months to a year. Um, but also, uh, we're also you know, we I mean, all resolutions are important to our membership, and priority three were things that we just knew weren't going to get done for years. So timeline's a big part of it. Um, I will say that one of the things we talked about at the meeting was we really got to sit down and I think the resolutions committee is going to get charged with this, to really sit down and really redefine this whole priority process and how we set these priorities. Because it's not, it's as by both yours and Doug's question, it's not, it's, it's about as clear as mud. And so we do need to clear it up a little bit. Clark, if I could.
16: Sure. Um, I've been doing this, uh, Ray and I have both been doing this for a long, long time. Um, but I think your point, Clark, was really um, the valid one in this case. I, I, I don't know. We, we've clearly, as Ray just said, have been trying to figure out the best system of prioritization that we can, and I don't know that there is a perfect system. In fact, I know there's not. But one thing I would be very concerned about trying to do, and that is deciding whether what issues should be priorities for the organization. Every issue is equally important to the members who, who pass it. And one thing that we have never done, as long as I've been involved with this, which is like close to 20 years now, is to try and determine priorities based on importance of an issue per se?
10: Well, all I can say is, I don't think all resolutions are equally important. I mean, I, yeah, they're passed by the membership, but there are some issues that affect more people than others, uh, There are some issues that have uh, Greater significance right of, so Chris of one of energy. the
0: so one of the things that that we're doing in the process that this is establishing whether whether we we could never probably be able to agree on which of those are the most important you know, which one will impact the most people, et cetera, is always hard to tell. But what I do think we can do is that we can say which things we're able to make a dent in more quickly than others. And if we can take something to a higher level and do it first because the item is ready for us uh, or is uh, straightforward. We don't have to negotiate it. We know what we need to do and want to do. We just have to get it done. Then that makes it doable and therefore a high priority. It doesn't make it more valuable or less valuable. And I don't know if there's any point to making them more valuable or less valuable because we're still going to do them all. Once they are voted, we are committed to try to do something with all of them. And a couple of these might be a little bit hard for us to do things with as the discussion will show. But the point is we're obligated by their passing to do something, to do everything we can to meet the, what was passed. And so that's why it's really pivotal and why I keep harping at the resolution side of this, is don't ask us to pass things we can't do because um, that just sets us up for failure. So. When we look at these in priority, it's not just time, but it's a lot about time. Because what are we going to be able to do first, and and get done, and then how? And then we'll move our way down down the other things. But to say that our priority three items are not important, or that they are less important, is a problem because once these are passed, um, it, some of them are more achievable than others. But they're of equal value to our members overall. And so there's not a way for us to simply say, oh, this is a low priority after our members passed it.
10: Well, I think we need to change the word priority because priority tends to mean a ranking. Sure. By- we we, we <laughs> absolutely so. could
0: do that. I would agree with that because I ran I when I came to this I had the same issue. So I I'm not yeah, I'm not unsympathetic to that. And so we may we may want to change the word. The process is probably pretty good when I look at what we're committing to do here with these. I think the numbers are probably right. But what is the word that they describe? And I would give you that, absolutely. We can Think about that.
10: Okay. I'll shut up. Thank you.
16: <laughs> I agree, Chris. Him, so <laughs> yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah. I think we're going to all agree with that. I really think yes. this is messy. So let's figure that out later. But I'll yes. third that one. <laughs> all right. Good.
12: Well, and, and the other thing I think we're trying to do a lot better job of uh, last year and this year, not that we didn't do it in previous years, but is to say who's the right who's the right entity to kind of work on this cuz i think that's an important part of this process too you know is there a committee is there a special interest affiliate is there a dedicated staff person you know where 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 is the the work that needs to be done where where is the best place for it to reside cuz the more we can distribute the work out to our committees and our special interest affiliates the more work we can get done quicker
10: yeah, I mean, I get that, but we don't. We have yeah. a limited amount of staff, and I think we, we, we do absolutely. And, and that's why
0: I try at the front end to get us yeah, to pass yeah, 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 fewer yeah. resolutions in the first place.
2: Yeah. Well, the the other thing here that, that I think is more important. I don't think the the general membership cares how we rate them. Is they want mm-hmm. that we've got them done and we've done what they ask us to right, do?
0: Right. Exactly.
2: Right.
10: Well, and they want feedback. They want to know where we're at i think we need to and we report
0: on all of them and we report on all of them all three priorities it just helps us know which order we're going to go in
11: okay go ahead
17: all right thanks as uh as chris has highlighted this These are resolution rankings via the rules of Animal Farm and rule number seven. (laughs) All resolutions are equal, Equal. but some are more equal than than others. (laughs) Good job, Clark. I like There you go. (laughs) That's excellent. I'm going to touch on two related to uh, ACB membership, and then I'm going to ask Swatha to touch on resolution number nine related to NLS. So, uh, resolution number four is establishing an ACB policy for member referrals and resolution number six is uh, encouraging ACB affiliates to adopt a prohibited conduct policy. Uh, So, both of these work is currently being done by the organization. Um, Both of these received a a priority ranking of one. For both of these, Cindy Hollis, our membership manager, and Deb, our ACB president, are the the primary points of contact or the leads. for encouraging affiliates to adopt their own prohibited conduct policy. Uh, We have a deadline of the, or, you know, deadline sounds harsh, um, but an an action date of (laughs) the fall board meeting, September Mm -hmm. 30th, rapidly approaching. And then for the uh, uh, establishing a policy for member referrals, um the resolution stated deadline for this is the 2024 convention um but we think that it's something that we can be that can be done sooner than that so we have a deadline of uh, basically the start of the year january 1st of
10: 2024 mm-hmm. uh, okay well here I, this the, giving that one a one makes no sense to me because my my recollection of our discussion was not only were we already doing it Oh, we were doing more than the resolution we haven't done it
0: we have not done it yet chris we are working on it we had committed to it and we know what the steps will be and we are actually doing more than the resolution asked for but um because it makes sense to do it all not to just piecemeal it but we do have work to do there's significant work that nancy's group particularly needs to do
10: okay i thought it was mostly done already but no uh, no
0: no it's okay. it's mostly it's all committed to and somewhat understood and now we need to run around and actually do it okay
17: all right swatha resolution number nine
11: yes um so resolution number resolution 2023 20, 20, 9 is um Large print books at NLS. So, what the position is, is asking us to do is asking ACB with TCLVI to request that NLS um, study the feasibility of providing, providing large print books um, among their um, other content. So, um, just encourage them to report on the progress of this at the 2024 convention. So this one got a project ranking of two, and this will um, involve me um, writing a letter with CCLVI to NLS, um, and this will be done by the end, the end of the year. So, that do Clark.
17: Thank you, Swatha. And we, we do note here two resolutions that were withdrawn, resolutions five and eight. Um, so if, if you have, those on your resolutions bingo card. uh, I'm sorry. Um, The uh, next two resolutions are related to uh, older individuals with blindness. Uh, One, the issue's kind of been touched on here, but in a different facet. Uh, So number seven uh, deals with introduction and passage of Teddy Joy's Law to amend the Older Americans Act. And resolution 10 deals with a funding increase for the older individuals with blindness program. So resolution number seven uh, regarding Teddy Joy's Law, the We're hoping for bill introduction and we will support bill introduction here in the 118th Congress. Um, This has a priority of two. Uh, We've had a a similar resolution of support for Teddy Joy's Law last year. Um, So this is something that ACB, AAVL, the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition, and other allies are working toward. And as Doug Powell mentioned, we did file comments this afternoon um, in support of VisionServe Alliance's comments on uh, regulatory updates to the Older Americans Act. Um, And uh, Doug, Jeff, uh, you should have seen an email this evening where uh, we shared a courtesy copy of those comments with the Assistant Secretary for the Administration on Community Living, um, just to to raise the visibility of our comments and those of the Vision Serve Alliance. Uh, so this is, this is an area that we are working on, but we can't always control the legislative process. Um, so that's why this one receives a two uh, Mark, regarding Mark. the funding increase for the OIB program. Uh, this is a priority one. It's going to result in a letter from ECB and AAVL uh, supporting the uh, the provision to increase the OIB funding that's in the, uh, the president's budget proposal. And we've got a, a deadline here for that letter of the fall board meeting, so September 30th.
11: All right. Clark, Swanson.
8: This, sorry, yes. Clark. This is Doug. I'm sorry. I thought that the seven was suggesting the language of uh, blind and vision, or low vision be added in various places in the um, Older Americans Act, which is coming up for uh, uh, reauthorization uh, by September 30th of 2024, and I thought that we were, uh, we were trying to get, uh, uh, you know, we were trying to have this sure. resolution be part of our, you know, part of a legislative imperative that was talked about, you know, with our, with our representatives and also with uh, the committee members and that kind of thing, uh, like now. So
16: I, I'm surprised that it's a two. So, Clark, you want me to handle uh,
17: this? Well, I'll jump in here okay, go quickly, Jeff, and then turn it over to you. So, so yes, uh, Doug, the, this resolution is to um, support Teddy Joy's law, which would be those amendments to the Older Americans Act that you just referenced. And as you stated, that is up for reauthorization in the the fall of 2024. Um, so, just in terms of uh, you know language and timeline there, and I'll turn it over to Jeff.
16: So, uh, you know, we uh, the resolution could have been written differently, but you know, in in point of fact, whether it's part of an introduced Teddy Joy's law next year, or what is more likely, or at least to be hoped for that it is part of whatever amendments are enacted in the reauthorization of the older Americans act next year. That's really what we want. But I, I think the, the view and I will, you know, admit to the fact that I was the one that suggested it be a two as well, is that in reality, we don't have to work on this immediately. Um, you know, do we have to work on this toward the end of the year? Yes. Um, but it isn't as urgent as some of our ones would have to be. I think that's the that's the difference in, in the way I look at it, uh, Doug.
8: Okay. Well, I, I thought our advocacy was happening in March for for the, you know, for the September well, yeah. reauthorization. It, so it, I thought it will. that, that would Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's it a will.
0: long time off. Mm-hmm.
16: <laughs> Seems right yes. around a the two, corner to me. A, a two yeah. for me is sometime you know after the first literally ninety days or so have passed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. it's in that wheelhouse again. Prioritization is a is an art, not a science. So gotcha.
0: Yeah, and we're going to do them all, so don't worry about the numbers too much.
8: I was just I was concerned about the timeline. That's all.
0: Yeah.
11: Okay. okay, so Resolution 11 um, is on vending, vending facility equipment. So what the resolution does is it asks um, the Rehabilitation Services Administration, or RSA, and the Office of Management Budget, or OMB, to resend or eliminate the um, prohibition that, uh, in place that, with um, states from using federal and matching funds to purchase equipment that is valued at less than $1,000. Um, so this one received a ranking of two, and um, I, the staff lead, I'm the staff lead of that one, and we're um, working with RSA, RSV, RSVA on that one. So, um, and we will be sending, sending a letter to um, RSA on, on on topic and urge them to um eliminate that the permission and um that one done by the end, end of the year as well.
17: All right, and, and thank you.
11: Got you. The mm-hmm.
17: Thank you, Swatha, and resolution number twelve is regarding the funding of visual interpreting services at the state level and the the real thrust of this legislation occurs at the state affiliate level um, as opposed to the the national level and that's why this received a a rating of three Um, but the the acb national office And that the primary points of contact or responsibility here are the director of advocacy and governmental affairs and the advocacy steering committee to provide information sessions for affiliates to ensure that they have greater knowledge of what is occurring in other states and what is possible for them to do in their own states. And our action uh, date for this item is by year end.
11: All right, so the last three resolutions are on transportation. Um, so point 2013 is on ride sharing and communications. Um, so what this one asks is that it asks that ride share companies allow for a option to per- select, select a preferred language and to for low vision, for blind and low vision folks. Low vision folks um, and to have, have it be that only the drivers that speak that, that language will get, will get matched with the, um, those, those people. Um, and this one will be a party, a party for the Nurses Committee. So it'll be a goal for us to work on an to ranking of three. And it'll be me and the committee is working on that one. And the um, the deadline is 20, 20, 2024 con- convention mm-hmm. in Florida. So um yeah. And um, so 14 is also on rideshare. This one is on the denials of so guide dogs for guide dog users, um, and this one um, kind of ask us to talk to DJ about inve- investigating investigating and um kind of putting a stop just just putting a stop just kind of um, confusion. Exc- 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 that, that one that one is a ranking of one and that one will be a con- a, conversation, a conversation a conversation a conversation with me. And AC and um, GDI on what's going on there next steps and that, in that regard and that that one will be done by end th- end September so, 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 so the September, so the um the fall board meeting yeah. and the last one is 15 and this one's on the air travel education forms so the forms that um users have to fill out to fly. Um, this one asks that we communicate, the board, staff, and ACB communicate um, the burden of these forms and kind of how much of um, a hindrance they are to guide our users um, to want to fly. And um, to ask, kind of urge the DOT and um, yeah, DOT to resend the the forms, resend the forms and just like, um, eliminate, eliminate their requirement. This one received a ranking of one, and this one will be, will be another letter, um, another letter, another letter, um, letter to DOT, um, from ACB and GDY, and I'm also working on that with GDY. At do Clark.
17: Thank you so much, Watha. And this might be the best part of the report here, folks. Uh, <laughs> resolution 16. 16. <laughs> res- yeah. Related to the ACVRET Occupational Therapist Certification got, uh, mm-hmm. Process. And this received a 1 mm-hmm. and There is to be a letter drafted by the executive director and sent from the executive director and the president to the board chair and CEO of ACVREP.
10: Uh, One and done. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The (laughs) action
17: item is to share that at this board meeting. Mm -hmm. The action date is August 15th, 2023. And folks, we are done. Back Mm -hmm. to you, Deb.
0: All right. Well Uh, done,
17: 15 to go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is great, though, though because we really do have a pretty manageable set of resolutions with pretty, for the most part, pretty clear ideas of how to move forward. And I really like that a lot. All right. Um, I would accept a motion to um, accept the resolutions report.
11: Cecily I so move.
0: Thank you, Cecily. A second?
11: Donna seconds. Don't Donna
0: second. Donna seconds. Thank you very much. All right, is moved and seconded. Is there any additional discussion of the I res-
9: have one quick question. Terry. And that is the, res- the housekeeping resolutions. So thank you. And, oh, uh, hotel, so yeah. Things, all right. Things, so let so let those me tell all you been done?
0: Yes. Yeah, so not as resolutions, but as thank yous, they, they, they have been. Um, here's the funny story on that. So on the, um, and uh, the resolutions committee, because this is the year that we experimented with actually having our whole resolutions process early, we couldn't have thank you resolutions yet because we weren't sure of how thankful we were. So, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't have you vote on those in June, right? So what we did, um, what we have done is what would be the essentially the same issue, which is thanking people for all the things that they have done for us. So what, what uh, Gabe asked me to do, and I actually didn't get it up there, but I can – is to um, put that information also on the website with the other resolutions so we need a different process for future years if we're if we determine to go uh this way with our resolutions process again we need a different way of of actually dealing with those um particular things and one of them could be to just do it on the last day as we Good as if it was as we used to do our whole process, or we could just do it differently. But um, we we were appropriately thankful. And good good catch, Terry, because I meant to mention that. Anything else? All right. All in favor of accepting the resolutions report? I. aye. Aye. And any op- any opposition? Yeah, you have to co-chair the Resolutions Committee if you vote no on that, so I thought you wouldn't. All right, we have just a very few, uh, what I think will be fairly quick items to do, um, so we are running slightly over, but not too bad. Um, the first is the election of the Budget Committee. The bylaws uh, were amended this year so that um, we now will be assuming that the treasurer is... Um, a a member uh, already of the um of the budget committee and of course I'm always there as a ex officio person as the president but we do need to elect uh three additional um members uh for the uh, budget committee um uh, last year they were uh David as as the treasurer and uh, myself and uh Jeff Bishop so um, I would uh, accept uh, sort of uh, quick nominations here for individuals for the budget committee. Michael and I will already be there.
6: I nominate David Trot.
0: All right. David is nominated. David, are you interested in serving on the budget committee?
2: Yes. For continuity, I'd like to be there. Uh, All right. One, um, Also, Deb, on that, we did mention that we would also like to elect a board member each year.
0: Yes, it can be three. It can be, it can be three from anywhere. So it can be, that was our choice. That's not a bylaw requirement. So, um, if we did it that way, we would do two officers and one board member. And I would accept that. See, David is, is under consideration. Uh, our, and we may take these as a slate if we don't get too many. So let's see what we do. Uh, is there anyone else who would either like to or would like to nominate someone from, as either an officer or a board
9: member? I would like to serve on that committee. All actually. right.
0: Ter- Terry would like to serve on that committee. All right. Is there anyone else who would like to? Uh, so I need another officer. Yeah. At least. I can take more than that.
2: Kim, maybe she would serve.
0: Kim, are you interested to serve on the Budget Committee?
4: I can do that if there isn't anyone else. And it sounded a little silent, so I have done it before and I can serve again if you wish.
0: All right, Um, all right. I
4: will
16: self nominate as well.
0: Oh, Jeff Jeff will self nominate. Okay, so then we will be we will be voting on Terry and Jeff so uh, are there any other people who would like to um serve all right this is kind of slim pickings i will tell you it's a lot of meetings so yeah (laughs) all right so david and kim will serve and now we need to elect um between terry and jeff so um let's see nancy are you still with us i'm not looking at our screen i am not uh, we, here. We, we will we will let you be our our supervisor of elections and are we settled uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're settled so far, right? <laughs> so, all right. So, um, I would like um, everyone who would like to um, vote, f- and, and all of you are even, I mean, it doesn't matter, it's officers and board will all vote for all of it. Um, so, uh, those of you who would like to vote for Terry, please raise your little Zoom hand. Yeah. And if anybody is for their devices or whatever having difficulty raising their little Zoom hand, you um, can—you certainly can voice vote. I mean, it's not—it's we're not having a problem about that. So, so those for Terry and Nancy, you can let me know when you think you have them.
18: I believe we're settled. So, all right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I've got a latecomer in here. Okay. I think I'm settled. I'll, I'll lower Can you the hand.
0: Yes, please. Yes. This, all this technical stuff, just like we do at the convention. All hands are lowered. Oh, thank you. We are settled. All right. And those, uh, <laughs> let's see. We did. Was that our vote for Jeff? I'm losing. That trail. was Terry. <laughs> <was theory. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really getting tired. All right. And those who would like to vote for Jeff, please raise your hand. Those who'd like to vote for whoever we didn't just vote for, please raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I really want some dinner. I got to plan differently.
1: You got to do what I did and order in. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, we are, but we did it later, and it's not here yet. Well, I think Deb's going to start the meetings at seven Pacific. Going no forward. kidding. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Make this more Oof. efficient. <laughs> okay. My husband says they need to start at eight. Okay, we got them. All right. What is We're our? Settled. What is our? What is our tally? Okay, so
18: I had. Three hands for Terry Pacheco Mm -hmm. and 11 hands for Jeff Tom.
0: Okay. Jeff Tom will be our new, our, 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 uh, Board uh, director representative on the budget. Thank you so very much, and he'll get to spend all those millions of hours. Oh. All right, thank you. All right, Have our a great next time,
16: Jeff. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm not sure who won that actually.
0: Uh, yeah, really. I think Terry did actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> the next, the next item I would like to talk about is the um, public relations. Um, chair, and let me just tell you um, that I'm going to ask you to consider someone, um, but um, the piece of this that's kind of interesting is that this is a requirement in our Constitution, but in the way we do business right now and for a lot of years, um, the Public Relations Chair doesn't have a, um, a a, a role that would be really consistent with, um, the way it's set up. And so what we need to really be talking about in the Constitution, uh, through amendment later is, is the fact that we need the function covered, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a chair. So how this really works in real life is that this person becomes the consumer lead on the, um, on the, um, um, oh, the, uh, Public awareness, public, 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 no, 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 public awareness steering committee. That's where I needed to go. So this person isn't necessarily part of the public. Uh, board of Publications. So um, it does not have to be a board member, um, but it is somebody that would be involved as the member lead on our public awareness steering committee, and that committee needs to is one of the ones that needs to be uh, revitalized and put back together. So it's not currently functional. So um, uh, normally, but it, but it does involve the, the chair of the BOP, this person, whoever is the public relations lead, um, myself, and and lots of other people. But the person I would like to ask you to uh, consider for this position, if you would, is Katie Frederick. And the reason that I would like to do that is that um, Katie has actually um, been significantly involved with our um Public awareness steering committee and has been integrally involved in our, our PR process over time. Um, she is uh, not currently serving anywhere else and does have therefore the time to, to help us do this. And it would be a good transitional thing, um, as we're bringing that committee back in place. So, um, I would like to ask if you would consider um, the nomination of Katie Frederick for the period. Madam President,
1: uh, you answered one of my questions that mm-hmm. was going to be because she stepped away from board of yes, Publication yes. because of a job of a job right. commitment, and, and this stuff.
0: is a significantly this doesn't require the same level of okay. meetings and preparation okay. and and but it does support um, one of our steering committees that does yeah. need some support right now. So and um, I
1: would move that we elect Katie Frederick as uh, chair of the. A public relations
0: chair Mm -hmm. okay it's been moved and seconded that we um elect Katie as our board of public uh board of not board of anything public Public relations Relations chair (laughs)
3: good grief excuse me who
8: seconded Uh, I did I was one of them (laughs) okay
3: I hear hear, Chris because he said first
8: I got okay
0: Okay. Got Chris. All right. Yep. Everybody. Okay. Great. Any discussion of this?
7: Deb, this is Gabe. Just a yes, quick sir. question. Um, uh, is Katie aware? and is she yeah. Oh, yes. Accept?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Of course. I asked Katie, okay. absolutely asked Katie if she would, um, if she would be willing to do this. And she thought it made a lot of sense as well. What this also awesome. does is it leaves her on the Board of Publications as an ex-official member, and she is helping out Penny with that transition as well. So um, uh, it's, um, uh, she's been uh, really invaluable to me in various little subtasks. And um, so she doesn't want the full responsibility of the BOP, but she does still want to work. And this would be a place that would work really well. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay, great, Any, anything else? All right. All in favor of electing Katie Frederick for the uh, PR chair, please say aye.
10: Aye. 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 Thank you.
0: And any opposed?
12: Because you know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. that. That helps a whole lot. All right. Now let's see. The last item I believe we have is the election of the executive committee. And we will be um, electing uh, two officers and two board members. And we usually convene separately to... to do that, since we aren't like in a room where we could huddle in some corners. So, um, what I would like to do before we do that is ask if there's any additional business for the meeting, because what I want to do is, uh, stop the stream as soon as we're done with that. Um, I have sent the officers a Zoom link to, uh, to adjourn to another place, uh, for a quick meeting adjourned. to determine the officer. Yes. Yes, um, so uh, we will we will adjourn for for that, and then we will need to come back here we're gonna the directors will stay put, and the officers will leave because there's fewer of us um, and we'll go to the other place and we'll come back in just a couple of minutes, uh, and you all will do that while you're over here um, and then we'll come back and we'll report out to each other. The individuals who have been selected for the executive committee, and um, that's how that will go. And then we'll be done. So before we um, do that, uh, is Madam there any President, other? It, yes, yeah,
17: it,
12: it, I think if it's okay, I, I think maybe Nancy may have to and Rick have to stay around for the Zoom. But I think for the rest mm-hmm. of the staff, is it, yes, maybe it's preferred of- that they could go ahead and yes, be, yes, be. be
0: Yes, and we need someone to stay for the Zoom on this side, and then, um, and then that's all we need on this side. But everybody will just uh, vote, so Nancy can help help with that. Yeah. And I and think the
12: rest of the staff could be excused if that's absolutely okay. Okay. yes, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. And Deb, uh,
12: Deb
8: you, this is Doug. Yes, sir. Um, we also probably need to uh, since we since. Um, since it's not going to be, the results are not going to be streamed, probably a... We a, can
0: report out the results. Sure. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, it's no big deal. This is not secret. It's just I don't want exactly. to start the stream back. And so it's, I no, then put fine. this at I, the I, end. No,
8: yeah, But yeah. I just wanted to make mm-hmm. sure that was in place. Right.
0: Yeah, we can report out the results. Actually, the executive committee... Uh, is another one of those things that doesn't the way the way things work these days um, it doesn't do much so no. it's kind of it's kind of something that I don't know if we'll really keep, but we have it now so um, is there anything else to come before the group? All right, then let's stop the stream. thank you. And-